Hey guys, welcome to our first episode of our podcast. Um, it's going to be called Dial H for Hero Clicks, which is a reference to a good DC book that's not very popular, but um, which is now called Dial H. Used to be called Dial H for Heroes. Anyways, my name is Hunter Smith. I'm your host. Um, with me is my cousin Austin Smith and my good friend Andrew Alderson, or just goes by Drew. Um, on HC Realms, my username is ScarsAzaz. Austin is Shadow Claimer. Drew, what's yours? Amazing Shake. Amazing Shake. <laughs> um, we've all kind of started playing clicks around the same time. Austin and I actually, the first time we ever bought clicks was Street Fighter. When it first came out, I got a CTD of it because, actually, just because I was big into the fighting game community and. They uh, spoiled it on shortyoucan.com, and I was like, oh, those look pretty cool just to collect. And then we collected it, and we ended up playing it and liking it a lot. And that was around the same time the Blackest Night set came out, too, and we got that. Um, so me and Austin actually played back then, and then we kind of took a break from it because Austin got real big into magic, and then I drug me into magic, and all of us into magic. <laughs> and uh, then we quit, and we didn't start playing again until Chaos War, which is when we got our all of our friends into clicks back then. Right, Drew, you started Chaos War. Horrible mistake. Uh, so, <laughs> um, and that, and and Halo as well. Halo had been out for a while, but we did a lot of Halo stuff back then that too. That draft was one of the most fun we ever done. Um, personally, um, I work, I'm a, a echocardiographer, which kind of, basically, I do heart tests, um, prepping people for surgery, cardiac surgery like valve replacements and uh, stents, casts, stuff like that. Um, I also do pediatrics um, as well. Um, Austin, what do you do for a living? I'm a medical records technician. I work in a, I, I put in patient information and um, maintain databases. Scoot a little bit closer. And Drew, what do you do? Warehouse grunt. <laughs> Warehouse grunt. <laughs> Carries around a little plasma pistol and full belt of plasma grenades with them. We just came from Halo, so Hunter is making Halo references, <laughs> so be prepared for that. Um, other gaming experience? Personally, I don't have a lot of um, board game or card game experience besides Magic. I never got big into competitive Magic. Uh, I've played a few Seals and had fun doing it. We played friendly EDHs all the time. I do love, still to this day, friendly EDH. Um, friendly. <laughs> the only competitive gaming I've ever done personally is in the fighting game scene, um, especially 2D fight. Actually, pretty much only 2D fighters, especially Capcom games, Street Fighter, Marvel, Marvel Two, Marvel Three. Um, Austin, you've been in Magic for a long time. What all do you? What all have you played? Um, a lot of limited. Um, we used to do two at a giant uh, biweekly, actually. Um, a lot of a lot of standard Friday Night Magic stuff. Um, occasionally an EDH tournament here and there. Everything except Modern and Legacy, really. What else are you into that's outside of gaming? What do you like to do in free time? Uh, draw. Draw is about it. Um, Minecraft modding is another thing, but I think that's part of gaming. Drewster, <laughs> other gaming experiences? Well, played a lot of Magic with Austin. We we did a lot. Of Wasted a lot of time and money on that game. A lot of money. A lot of money. Um, It is expensive. Have not (laughs) played a bunch of other stuff. Um, More so of a video gamer. Yeah, we were all 
very, I mean, we still enjoy video games. Like, we're all excited about Evo this weekend, and we can talk about that more later. But um, we actually had what we called Whiteland Wars, where everybody would come over to my house every Saturday. We'd play Street Fighter or whatever the big game was out at the time. We'd play two or three games. We'd have our own little tournament. So we were, we've all been big into actual fighting games, and we played at Gen Con, competed a few years in a row, and did pretty well. Um, but anyways... We're going to go into, every week we'll talk about what we played. We actually all just came from the dugout in Indianapolis, which is the venue I host at. And we today we played Halo, 500 points, UNSC versus Covenant. Um, for the people that don't have Halo clicks, we let them bring any Soldier 500 point team. Um, the reason we're playing Halo, and the reason we've been doing other recent events, um, I'm calling them Gen Con prep events. Basically, they're the same exact format as a lot of the side tournaments that are going to be at Gen Con coming up in a few weeks, and we're playing in a ton of those. Um, Halo, Street Fighter, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, um, everything but Star Trek. Yeah, pretty much every side tournament <laughs> except for Star Trek. Nothing against Star Trek, we just don't have any of the clicks, and I'm not real big into Star Trek myself. But um, so what I've been doing is our our events have been based around the same thing so people can bring their teams test them out in actual tournament settings um it went pretty well we had seven people which isn't a lot but for my venue that's pretty solid because not a lot of people come up to my venue um how did you do Austin? um i had a lot of trouble with the uh, low attack high defense values um throwing around a lot of uh, luck dice basically where it's like all or nothing on one swing and if you hit it lands if you don't you're screwed um, I got wrecked. I think I went one two or something like that. Um, it came down to a lot of a time of time and round. I had to throw out a, I had to throw out a lot of like little pieces to try to add up and get past their points on me, just to try to win on points because there was no way it was going to be a shutout. Uh, grenades were really important. Um, yeah. I think I think a lot of people don't really see that when they're playing the Halo. They don't think about it. Um, flashbangs I got some actual really good use out of today locked up a lot of good teams that's good because I think flashbangs are garbage the fact (laughs) the fact that they don't they should work whether the persons have tokens or not they should just be an end cap in a group but the fact that they only end cap if you have zero tokens sucks what I got in my last game was uh, he put all his high point figures together and they were all cleared at the time because he just got done with double actioning slammed him with a flashbang from a low low point figure and then just a sniped off with my carbines and he had to clear again or risk pushing. One good thing about him though is that in the in the Halo set there's not a lot of willpower or end yeah. on anybody yeah. so I guess it is pretty useful in Halo only. Um, any pieces in particular that did really well for you that you didn't expect? Um, the uh, elites with carbine. Like that piece oh, yeah. like we knew that piece was dumb but yeah, it's pretty the good. running four of them was just dumb. Um, the seven seven range, fifty percent chance to penetrate, and if you roll doubles, they get to make a second attack against the same target. I ran four of them with a really good arbiter cloaked with sword as a tie up piece, tied them up with him, and just wrecked. My UNSC team was terrible though; like it just did not have enough penetrating to carry against a lot of the pieces in the set, and the attack values are just way too low overall. Um, I relied on way too many frags by the end of it. Drew, what'd you play? How'd you do? Well, I went two and one. Um, ended up losing to someone in this room by the name of Hunter Smith. Uh, <laughs> I did okay. Um, I wanted to play my UNSC team more because uh, 
I feel like it's more balanced overall than my uh, Covenant team. Uh, I'm playing the uh, Master Chief Cortana duo, uh, Cortana herself, uh, two of the Spartans with Battle Rifle, and one with the Dual Needlers. That Master Chief Cortana gave me so much trouble my last it's, game. It's really good. The penetrating psychic blast it has for like I think it's three or four clicks. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it has a like running, an attack value, running shot, running shot, stealth. and outwit, and, and stealth, running shot, pin, outwit, stealth. Yep, which is and in bull. In this set, it is a good piece. I had it on my team of originally. I had that and uh, Master Chief Arbiter, and I ended up taking it off because I was like, I can't have two huge point yeah. pieces. Well, that, that's and, what that last Drew round wanted was. To, yeah, Drew wanted to play it, so I was like, you take this one, and I'll take the MC Arbiter because I haven't tried that one yet. But the Chief Arbiter, like the thing about him was. Although he has a lot of clicks for his points, like he's he's got use, but he's very niche. I feel like he also doesn't have Indom, and yeah. doesn't MC yeah. Cortana has Indom, and like we just said, actually they do not. They don't. No. No. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. One thing I didn't like about well, I'll get into that whenever I do my because I don't want to. <laughs> Drew, you, what, how, what was your Covenant team? Uh, my Covenant team was two jackals. The really. The ones with the battle rifle or whatever it is. The uh, beam rifle. Beam rifle, yeah. yes, yes. God, uh, screw those guys. They're so good. They do, they just, they're powerhouses. They got penetrating psychic blast on their first click. Ignore blocking, a chance to ignore blocking. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I played the, uh, the Elite with Carbine that Austin mentioned earlier, which I did not bring with me. I did as well. We all played it. It's really real. It's, <laughs> it's, it's stupid for like, what, 85 points or whatever? Yeah, it's just like the way so yeah, we all played it. Really. Yeah, we all played it. It's really dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I played the Prophet of Regret. Uh, did you regret that decision? Or <laughs> many puns it? were made over the course <laughs> of an evening of Hero Clicks. Um, and I played the. Uh, Beam sword elite that has uh, leadership and outwit. Basically, my only outwit on the team. That is an excellent piece I used as well, and he was my favorite out of he's, all of them. But he's really good. Team. Charges in. He's so good. We found out that he was just so good. Leadership he, outwit. Charge blades with an eleven attack. Because like Austin said, there's not a lot of high attack values in that set. Yeah, has an anything with eleven or t- like I think there's like one twelve. But he got set. down to the point where he had like what flurry and like a nine attack still with yeah, two damage. That's the best thing. You rush. You charge in blades and. You're like, well, now he's open. But when somebody pops him for two, three, or four, he gets pushed on a flurry ten attack with, with like three or two, da- two, three damage, depending on what click he is. And he's yeah, like, I, I loved, can deal with this. I love the uh, cloaked arbiter with sword that I had yes. because Good if team. you roll blades and you hit a one to three, it's penetrating. Yep. And there's a lot of invul in this set. And so like, the, the cloaked chief with the sword is also good. Yeah. So, I mean, like, heck, you roll a four, okay, you're doing two damage. If you roll a three, actually, you're doing one extra through an invul. Or yeah, I played Drew's team the last round, his covenant against my UNSC, and Drew's team is was, like, six out of seven figures were stealthed. And I was mainly ranged except for one or two pieces. So it was a, it was a pain in the butt, but at least uh, UNSC has frags. When you compare the teams... That was the one thing, was grenades on the Covenant kind of gave me some problems, because my team didn't really have except the Co- right flashbang. Right, that's like all any of them have. And it makes sense, because yeah. they don't carry frags in the Halo game. But when I compare the two teams, I actually think Covenant is slightly better. The, the main reason, for one, they have a lot of efficient pieces for their points. But the main reason is their TA. Yeah. yeah. Being able to carry possibly two Well, that, that's ones. how I set it up. I had two high-point cloaked elites... 
I had the Arbiter with the sword, and I had uh, the Elite with the Carbine. I had them both set up, and I'd carry my other two, uh, my four Carbine ones. So I carried them up the next turn, took shots with them across, and then cleared, moved bo- both the melees up and tied up. And I got Energy Explosion, and they all took shit. No, I didn't, actually, the <laughs> whole <laughs> time. See, here was my prediction <laughs> against that. I took the Jackals up with my Prophet of Regret, and they were stealth, and Hunter couldn't yeah. Energy Explosion them. That Prophet's a pain in the butt. He's He's not... I, I don't want to say he's not worth his points in the set. He's not bad. but yeah. If they have the counter to him, he's yeah. terrible. Right. But he's one of those figures that, like, either you have the rock or you have the paper. Yeah. But Covenant being able to carry each other is huge, especially because, like we said, there's not a lot of end on, there's not a lot of willpower. So being able to carry two of your figures with one is very great, very good on yeah. um, actions. But. UNSC has basically their TA is the same as a shield. Oh, um, I did get some fun out of that. So you do get the plus one range and the possibility to enhance, but and but you do get the frag grenades, which is where they stand out. Because then Drew's got two jackals, I can toss a frag yeah. over in there and and try to get lucky and and roll doubles and knock their asses out of the stealth. <laughs> or I got lucky and um, quaked and hit both of them and knocked them out. And well, the frag's knocked back regardless. Is it the the frags? Okay. Say they knock back yeah. So there you right. go. I didn't actually use any frags. I didn't. I quaked, but frags are good. So that kind of puts the balance, you know, more towards the UNSC side. I think I don't think one is necessarily way better than the other. Yeah. But it, in my opinion, when we play and we roll at the beginning, if I win the roll, I'm probably going to be reaching for my covenant team before I will my I, UNSC I definitely team. Second that one. But the other thing I'd bring up about the uh, UNSC ATA is. One of the things people don't realize is misinformation is a big part of it. If your opponent doesn't realize you have that extra range, they position themselves in a certain way, yeah. and you move up a little bit, and you just smoke them. Good point. Or you start off not adjacent, and they're like, oh, okay, you only have nine range, and then you running shot one guy up next to him, well, and that's then now you have a ten, and they can't, they don't really expect that. Well, that's like my Spartan team. Like I had way too many figures, honestly. For, that was part of my problem. Um, my first turn, I moved everything up in like a little box, running shot Master Chief with dual SMGs up in the middle and just blasted someone clear across the map. Nice. So we had a good time. We had a good turnout. Um, for prizes, we always do. Everybody kicks in five bucks, and all the money goes towards the prize pool. I, I just go up, buy boosters, try to mix it up a little bit. Today we didn't have a lot of variety. We just had um, Spidey left, and we threw in a couple <laughs> Streets yeah, of Gotham's. Um, Phil donated a Gamma Bomb. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate that. <laughs> and I donated... Actually, do, I don't appreciate that. I, <laughs> Austin I, got the Gamma Bomb. Because I hate the Gamma Bomb. That was sarcasm. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Phil. I donated two Hammer of Thor Marquee War Machines. He's pretty solid. Because we're out of price support at the dugout. Except we did just get the holiday figures in. But we're going to do a special tournament for them. Because those things are going to be worth a butt ton of money. So much money. Um... You know that's actually a metric unit of measurement. I hate that. <laughs> metric butt I hate button. that um, WizKids is really screwing the pooch on giving us prize supports in our OP kits lately because we started late, like months and yeah, months oh, behind yeah. all the other um, venues, and yet we are already out of stuff to give out. And I don't even give out that much. Like sometimes I'll just give LEs, and then the next week we'll do items just to make it last longer and we still are running out fast or like he'll throw in gravity feed or freaking right today uh, our owner is really really cool james uh mccorder he's a the best i mean i love rob of course 
know, I can't say I can't say James is the best store owner, but um, he he really he really helps us out. His prices are excellent, and he'll work with you on stuff. And he's just an all around nice guy. But a lot of times he'll throw in a couple extra like gravity feed packs he has left over. Today he threw in a, a hammer of Thor fast forces, which actually barely <laughs> any of us in, barely any of us had. Awesome. So um, we had a decent price pool today, and everybody had a awesome. good time. Fandral Sculpt, he just smashed um, it. We didn't actually play Thursday. They had Fear Itself, but I had family up, and uh, me and Austin didn't go. And Drew's usually Drew usually has to work, so he usually doesn't get to play on Thursday or Wednesday. Yep. Uh, but that'll change when you get your schedule. Are you getting your schedule changed? Soon. So Drew will be able to play with us on Wednesdays and Thursdays, which would be awesome. Um, Austin and I also didn't play Wednesday because it was, it was Fear Itself. And the game preserve is really packed on how many people they can let in, so we opted out. Um, for one, because it's just another twenty bucks a month each, you know. But also because, like I said, they're packed, and there's a lot of players who want to get in there and play that only play there. So we we opted out, and we just played the dugout. Um, so that was what we played this week. Not a whole lot. Next week, the tournaments we have, we'll be doing Fear itself at the dugout on Saturday. It'll be sealed. Depending on how many people we have, um, we may do be able to do two Fear Itself boosters. If not, it'll probably be one Fear Itself, one Spidey. Um, last month, we were able to do two Double Fear Itself. It was really fun. We did 400 points. God, that was, um, that was a blast. We'll do the same. We'll do 400 points on this if we have it. Um, sealed, what do you guys... Okay, give me this. Now, no, I guess we'll let you pick Super Rares because it's not super hard to pull them in oh. Fear Itself. Top three pieces in Fear Itself, not overall pieces for team building, whatever. Top three sealed pieces. What do you want to see when you open your booster, Austin? Heimdall. Heimdall in a heartbeat. There's so much charge in that set and so many high attack values and stuff. He's got a solid defense starting spot. He stops charges dead in their run. And he allows you to set up some really good poison, some really good melee, and give you the alpha strike against some heavier opponents. And he's only a what? Uncommon? He's only an uncommon. Uncommon. So like, like, everybody almost pulls him. I, I play against one each time I play for yourself, at least. Not to mention that sculpt is absolutely What else sexy. do you like to see in your booster? Um, iron Fist. That 80-point iron. iron Fist. There is no beating that. That was going to be mine, for sure. That is a great secondary attacker. Um, heck, he's a good alpha striker, even. He is... When I saw the whole set spoiled... Including the LEs and everything. I was like, yeah, this anger is pretty good. He's cute, you know. This Kurt's pretty good. This Kurt's nice. pretty good. He runs through, doesn't give a shit about whatever <laughs> terrain's in his way. He's good, but for the points, this that iron, iron fist, fist is dumb. Ridiculous. And it's a consistent dial. That's and he's a common. Thing. And not only is he a common, he's like the fucking Damon Hellstrom of this set. Like, everybody, yeah, everyone pulls Everybody <laughs> pulls it. He's uh, uncommon. He isn't? No, the white one is called. The white one? Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, a, I don't really like the mighty one that much. I, he's, he's okay. He's cool, but he's, he's kind of expensive. Yeah, he's not bad. He's just It's just compared to the other artists. <laughs> oh, yeah, even play. <laughs> the 80.1, uh, the though, what I like about him is he has, as I said, he's really consistent. So even if he gets hit for three or four, he's still a solid attacker all he the way down his power dial. too. Yeah. And, like, he has combat reflexes and super senses on his first, like, four clicks or whatever. I don't right. know. Three. Three, and, four. And in this set where people are relying on these heavy alphas where they pick up an object and just smash a figure. They have a chance to not even yeah, hit him. They run up. They have a higher chance to miss him in melee. And then he has super senses on top of it. 
So you're just like stacking the odds against. And him. actually, I think he after he gets hit, I think he gets exploit. Yeah. So he drops even if you do run your Kurth up on me and you hit me somehow, hit my reflexes and super senses, you're gonna hit me onto like a ten attack three exploit, and you're gonna be wishing you didn't even try. I'm straight up gay for that figure. <laughs> Drew, what do you like sealed? Okay. Those two. Um, my first figure is gonna be Mock. Mock is ridiculous. He gets in, and you can't do anything. What's the point of even playing? Might as well go home, pack up your stuff, get the hell out. He's the Greg Gargo that stops the Drew second. got screwed by Mock last month, if you, if you <laughs> couldn't catch the, <laughs> the anger and the butter. <laughs> Mock's really good. If I want I want to get something out of Mock. What's um, his trait do? Uh, let's see here. Posing characters with a lower point value within four squares. He costs 240 points, by the way. So there's so a lot pretty of much everybody. Team. Pretty <laughs> much everybody cannot be given non can can't be given non free actions if they already have one action token. So you know that <laughs> in Dom everyone has in this set. Yeah, mock kind of. That is that. true. That this is like the exact opposite of the Halo set in that regard, where like everything back then didn't have willpower. Yeah, everything in this set has willpower somewhere. They've been given the in Dom. I mean, yeah, attack values have went up in the last couple years and yeah defense you know at all the values have went up but the amount of figures with Indom now compared to old sets is just ridiculous and that I used to be on the side of thinking that was a good thing because it sped up games but the more I've been playing with older sets like the Halo set and stuff like that it makes you play smarter it makes you play smarter it makes you pace like you'll double think if your guy's clear and he doesn't have a really good option I'll just leave him clear. Yeah. Instead of, if I had Indom, I'd be like, well, fuck, I might as well go over and do this. <laughs> well, that, that's what happened today in my first game, um, my first game of Halo. My team wasn't doing that great. I didn't have the ability to get through his dampeners, and he had a lot of them. My UNSC team. I was throwing frags and just hoping. Well, what I started doing was taking one action, throwing stopping, because I noticed he kept double actioning and taking his pushing. And he pushed all his figures down to their bottom half. If we had another five minutes, I could have picked off some really high point figures and taken that game. But it just literally came down to the came down to time, and he had gotten like my one fifty point figure out of the way. Give me one more fig, Drew. I got sealed. two more figs. Sealed base. What do you like? All right, I got a common here. Sin is pretty good. Sin is really it. good. Yeah, um, Sin. She's got a good I, outwit. I played against it one time, but I smoked it before it ever did anything. Really, I got lucky. Like, okay, we'll we'll dual slot this. Sin and Rizo Kodo. Right. Rizo Kodo. They I'll have the outwits in the set, which are rare. Right. Right. And, and important because you got to deal with a lot of damage. Everyone has two damage dampeners in this set. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Speedball might as well have <laughs> impervious <laughs> because, like, just everyone has it. And my last one, I'll just say Dracula because I want him so badly. Sealed, I definitely, like I said, Iron Fist, I'm really gay for, I'm gay for Iron Fist to begin with. <laughs> like, and literally, if you look at all the Iron Fists that have ever been made, every single one of them is point efficient. Yeah. He is, like, the most point efficient piece. Him and Cap, I fucking, I'm so tired of playing against Caps, but they're all so point efficient. Even though they're 600 versions they're, of them, they're, they're always so good. They're under-costed to a massive yeah, degree. Iron Fist is really, really point efficient. Um, let's see, what would be one more... Common, uncommon, rare that I've played. Have against. you played the Black Widow from this set yet? I played her one time. She did okay for me, but she's. I wouldn't get excited if I saw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, the troll. 
The troll is very good for his points. Actually, for 25 points, he is he is an amazing... I, he could have one click, and I don't really give a crap for 25 yeah, points. Man. I'll take him for tie-up and block and line of fire. That's what I and used him for. And he has super strength and high... He has really high values for 25 points. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is actually, strangely enough, that's one of the figures I get most excited when I open my... Strangely oh, enough? I have mine. I have Doctor I, Strange. Yeah. I definitely have my other one. And I haven't got to play against him or play with him yet, but it's Tier. I've look, been looking at his dial lately. He is a boss. He's pretty good. He's an uncommon, 120 points, charged at 4 exploit with 11 attack. For 120? Yeah. When he has no action tokens, he gets plus 1 defense. And he modifies the damage value of adjacent friendly characters with the Asgardian keyword, which this is fear itself, so everybody and their mom has the Asgardian <laughs> keyword when they make close Whoa, combat you're attacks. you're an Asgardian now! So... What you do is play him with a big brick or somebody of equal value. Make them focus on the other person, and then he's like, Oh, hey, Anger, I see you charged on my sin. I'm going to come over here and hit you for four penetrating and do it again next turn because I have Indom. Um, and also, once you hit him, for like Austin said, he has eight clicks. <laughs> and once you hit him, you he knock him on the CCE. Or you knock him onto penetrating psychic blast. Seriously? Yeah. Still got eleven damage. By the way, I always wondered because I had heard everyone talking about him. He never drops below a ten attack. He has one click of twelve and one, two, three, four clicks of eleven. That's ridiculous. I cannot wait to pull him and play him. I don't really know shit about him in comics. Honestly, I don't think I've ever read anything with him. But I really want to play him. So those are our big sealed pieces. Um, I would actually like to talk about Rizo a little bit because Andrew brought him up earlier on his list, and I, I really like Rizo. Um, I've gotten a good chance to play him in both of my games. Um, he starts out with Charge Blades Invul, which is good enough. He's got Traded Steel Energy because he's a vampire and he can kick up the dial. Yep. Um, but his outwit's really interesting because he can he can't do it if he's base to an opponent. So what you do is you either set him up as a defensive piece out in the distance and you lock down their charge to keep him from getting in. And then you open yourself up with the alpha, right. or you outwit them. Then you move in and slam them. Or and then if he kicks up to if he kicks up to his first uh, vampire dial or click, effectively he gets normal outwit. And so like there's a lot of fun stuff with him and, and his impervious. trait. His trait if used effectively. At the beginning of the game, you pick a target and you get plus two attack versus that target, but minus one versus the others. And we brought up the horribly high defense values in this set. Having an outwit and a plus two attack against a single... Some people play, like, big single figures for Fear Itself. Right. Because they pull that one super rare. Yep, that brick, that anger. Oh, yeah. That and, curse, whatever. And then, like, most people who are running the typical 300 setup, like, some, we, we run, what, 400 at ours, and then... Because uh, we were doing double Fear Itself. Yeah. And if then, we did Spidey, if we do Spidey, we probably, we might go with 300, just because it's fast and efficient. Yeah. But. In a normal in a normal three hundred environment, I could see him being even more potent because he's a good point value. He's got good stats if you use him right. He's just a, he's a smart piece, and I like him for that reason. And people will be more likely to run one man army teams. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't played with him or actually. I, th- I did play. Ag- I did play against him <laughs> one time, time. But Ricky has pulled him. Our good friend Ricky, who will um, hopefully be on with us on a couple of these podcasts. Um, Ricky has pulled him twice now and used him both times, mostly at my discretion or my advice, because he's like, who should I play? And I'm like, Rizo Koto's pretty solid. He's not amazing, but he's pretty good. And every time he plays him, he's like, I shouldn't have played that fucking Rizo Koto. He was horrible (laughs) for me. And um, he is, like, he is definitely harder to use to get the most out of him. Because... 
if you you have to get their focus on somebody else in order for him to get in and hit and get on his good stuff. Yeah. yeah. But he's like Dracula. Once you get him on his good stuff, he's there's a no, powerhouse. He's ridiculous. And he's good because he counters some of the stuff in the set, though. Because there, there's some outwit in this set, there's but there's not, not a, a lot. lot. Yeah. And outwit is really, really good when you're fighting tentpole teams where they pour all their points in one piece. Which a lot of the, like... I, a lot of the people that you run into, like a typical like uncommon clicks player that plays once in a blue moon, they're going to pull the big piece and be like, I'm going to run this. Well, yeah, and you're going to end up running against teams that are built to stop it. Alright, so that's our Fear Itself sealed uh, thoughts. Uh, Wednesday at Game Preserve is going to be 1,000 points. You only get five actions a turn, and everything goes except for vehicles and team bases. Which, at this point, slight off-topic, I think, I don't think vehicles are as dumb as what we all originally thought they were going to be. Or maybe it's just we've seen how dumb team bases are, and now we're (laughs) like, okay, vehicles aren't that bad. Because I had some pretty damn good tricks with cop cars that I felt bad after I played them. I was like, this is pretty good. But I don't think it's as good as everybody was scared of. Then again, I haven't played against the Beetle or with it. And Having played against the Bug, I will tell you, it's just as dumb as you possibly think. Alright, well anyways, <laughs> for this event, you can't play vehicles or team bases. Um, 1,000 point, only 5 actions. Um, I was originally going to play Hobbit when I first heard of this, but then I was like, wait. Or I was going to try my Lord of the Rings team for Gen Con, because we're playing a 400 point and a 1,000 point. I was like, oh, this would be a good chance to test my 1,000. I was like, wait a minute, five actions? All the freaking Lord of the Rings clicks are like 60 points. Like, that's going to really screw me. So, um, luckily I have a million and a half figs to test. Um, I have a lot of Colossals I need to test too, and since this is Colossal allowed, I'm definitely going to take the opportunity to test one of them. So I'm going to use Onslaught, right? Onslaught is the Xavier... Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to use Onslaught at full points with the gauntlet. Yeah, I'm a dick. But <laughs> the rest of my team I'm filling out with pretty bad pieces. Um, it's going to be the main core of the Fantastic Four, because Onslaught has the Fantastic Four T8. Um, I'm going to use these four Fantastic Four pieces that I've, I haven't got to play yet, or I've only played Wait, like Onslaught once or twice. Onslaught has the Fantastic Four TA? He has like every TA in he's the got X-Men, game. He's got X-Men, Brotherhood of Mutants, Fantastic Four, and... Uh... He has um, the other X-Men, also Ultimate, where he sees through stealth. Really? Or is that the one that sees no, through stealth? No, Ultimate X-Men's negative one Wait, I'm sorry, Ultimate sees through stealth. Yeah. Ultimate X-Men... Why does he have Fantastic yeah. Four, though? Like, what in comic history dictates that? Didn't read that issue? I don't know. He knows everything. That's how he has it. <laughs> he's freaking Professor Xavier. He looks but, ridiculous. Uh, and Magneto. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, I'm playing him with, like I said, some other Fantastic Four pieces I haven't tried, which I'm playing the lower point version of the thing from M10. Haven't played him yet. Um, the Invisible Woman from the Chaos War, the FF one that has TK... And when she's adjacent to one friendly and one opposing, she gets to free action heal both one click. Which is situational, but good if you use it strategically. Um, I'm going with my trusty, one of my favorite pieces, the SI-100 Mr. Fantastic. God, that piece is <laughs> that, so good. That double perps anybody that shares a keyword with him. Now, unfortunately, that won't count for Onslaught. 
<laughs> because the onslaught doesn't. He only has the armor keyword. But would he be able to normal? Is it can use perplex? He can still he use regular perplex. But that means if onslaught kicks onto the plus two from the gauntlet, you could at least kick him up to a three on something. Right. He also has barrier, which I I always get a lot of use out of barrier, especially if I can get the roll and get an indoor map. That's the power I got to start using more. Like I, I. Oh yeah. I always have it on pieces, and like I see it, and I don't think it's going to be as useful as it would be. And then. Um, I'm going to run the Human Torch that I just got. He's an old figure, but the Secret Invasion 103 um, Human Torch. He has... He did get better with the energy explosion changes. Um, He has running shot, 8 range, 2 bolt, 10 attack, energy explosion. So he'll be useful. So like I said, those pieces aren't as good. So now I don't feel as bad for playing Onslaught with the gauntlet. (laughs) Let's let you sleep tonight, champ. I'm going to go up against a lot of power pieces in this thing anyways. Let's talk about Onslaught for just a second. Um, he has a million and a, he has 20 clicks first of all including a stop click <laughs> oh, at the wow. end he has um, TK at the beginning on his first click so what I plan on doing is turning the gauntlet by TKing all my Fantastic Fours around and keeping him in the back we're spinning the gauntlet oh, getting yeah. it I'm going to make the strategy and then everybody's going to listen and then play counter it for GP <laughs> but I'm going to TK everybody around and uh, spin the gauntlet a few times and then once my Fantastic Four get their shit slapped. I'm gonna run him up there and have fun. Um, tr- he has traded, can't be mind controlled, psychic blasted, or perplexed, or incapped. He has five damage, um, and he goes through a lot of powers. He has psychic blast a lot. He doesn't have move and attack hardly at all. He has a lot of shape change, a lot of um, prop control and mind control, which I love. Do love mind control. Um, and then he gets a special outwit called Xavier's Dark Side. When he uses it to counter a standard power, you may counter all other powers with the same color as the chosen power on all opposing characters within 10 squares in line of fire. Jeez. But she's a colossal, so if I'm on an outdoor map, that's like everybody. Um, I want to bring up one of my favorite parts about this dial, though. I'm big on the magic... There's a magic 4-5 to five gap, where if you're playing power pieces, a lot of things hit for 4-5 to five exploit or 4-5 to five whatever. Um, Onslaught at 4-5 to five in kicks straight up to 19 imperv. Which is great because they get an alpha on you for four or five, and they think they're knocking you way down your dial to something bad. Yeah, good point. He's going instantly better, <laughs> and he gets twelve attack 12 and attack. prob. Yeah, so like he actually he, starts off bad, and then he gets better when he gets hit. Well, see, that's what's great because with this piece, I feel like someone would hit you for like four or five, think that they're going to hit you great, follow up with a second attack, but now they're swinging at a nineteen imperv, and you have prob to slow them down. Right. Um, he also has an attack power called Reality Warp. Um, once during your turn as a free action, choose two single base characters within range and line of fire and place them in each other's squares. So if I, um, I'm a colossal, so that means I can shoot while I'm based. You run your, you run your, um, curth up on me and try to hit me and you leave your little support piece back away. I'm going to swap their places and I'm going to psychic blast your curth now. (laughs) So that's what I plan on doing with him. And I just noticed on his stop click that he has a freaking 14 attack psychic blast. Yeah, I was uh, 20 defense. defense But that's the one where they can sacrifice someone to finish him off. Yeah, but they have to be 100 points or more. And they're not going to be able to do that. Well, I guess, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm excited. I've never played him before. I have tons of colossals so that I haven't. Here's played my before. rules question about that. What's that? Are you required to state to them that they have the option to sacrifice? Uh, yeah. Let's see. When turning, they'll stop turning this dial when this click is revealed. When this click is revealed, an opponent may KO characters. So I guess if they had two fifties, they could. Oh, they could. That sucks for me. Um, 
four zombies. An opponent may sacrifice four zombies. They control of one hundred or more total points. If they do, one of these one of those characters deals onslaught one unavoidable damage. What does it matter? Because it's his last pick and if they don't. Onslaught can use impervious. This power cannot be. So he has a twenty defense impervious, fourteen pin. If they don't, so they're retarded. If they don't, at least on the team that I'm playing them on, because then he's like all of my points. Are you ready for the good news? You can't go up here zero point night that way. (laughs) Well, the good news is I'm gonna have the steel energy gem, and when I kill people, I heal too. So good luck. Fucking get me oh, to man. my stuff. If you drop him, if you drop him to that and they left you, then you just blast somebody. Yeah. Well, and then stop clicking. Again. Here, here's what I plan on doing. I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of colossals. Again, I'm going to guess there's going to be a lot of infinity gauntlets. I'm going to be TKing this the Fantastic Fours out to suicide bomb the other colossals, and that way they'll be worse, and I'll be at the top of my gauntlet by the time we face off. Yeah, that's my goal. Austin, what are you running? Or do you have any ideas yet? Um, when I first saw 1,000 points, I'm not going to lie, it was exactly what Hunter thought was going to happen. I was like, oh yeah, 1,000 points, I'm going to play a minion team, like zombies or something. Because we had run jokes about this podcast, how every time it's asked about Bill, I was going to do zombies. That's um, because you play zombies 95% of the time. <laughs> Literally, sometimes we love fear itself. I love my minion teams. They're just so much fun, because it makes it feel a little more chess-like, like positioning's really important and stuff like that. Um... And you have to pay attention to your actions. But then I saw the five action limit, which I gotta give props to Phil. It's an interesting twist on things, and it's making me rethink builds. I think it was. I think he did it because he wants to speed things up. He doesn't want people to play a huge zombie team that oh. takes a million. And they all have mystics. You know what I mean? It <laughs> takes forever to do. This way, it's just big beefers going at it. Yeah, and that, that's what. Big and big, it got me thinking about beefers. what are what are some pieces I haven't played that I really want to that are high point. And I was thinking about like the Iron Man movie. Uh, the armor sets are really good. They're all about 200 points. Um, they're and, really power And it's hard to fit them on a team, and this would be a yeah. good chance to fit them all um, on one big team. The other team I'm looking at is I'm thinking about building around a Colossal because I don't play Colossals often, and there's a few of them like uh, Nemesis right here. I'm looking at her Holocaust or whatever his name is. Um, I really like the figure. I love his powers and his dial, and I've been waiting for a chance to play him, so I might do a Horseman of Apocalypse or something based around him. Um... For those of you who haven't seen him, uh, if he deals damage to somebody, he heals one. One click. And that's from his poison as well. Yeah, and his poison. So, And then he's got a power where he draws a line of fire to a location and shoots a beam, basically, and hits everyone along the line and everyone adjacent to that line. So he heals one for everyone he hits along there. So I feel like I could have some fun with that. Um, Play him. I could either go and not do theme team and go with a team built around supporting him. Um, Probably throw a resource on him, belt gauntlet whatever and just start tearing into people and healing in combo with gauntlet that would be ridiculous because you're just like oh, you're I'm, healing from that you're and healing you're from healing that from and if you kill somebody <laughs> yeah and then you build a support team like some really good perplex some cheap perplex some cheap prob around him to ensure you hit everybody along the line he also has pulse wave oh yeah um, um he he's a really good piece that i think uh, he's expensive and his dial short for what it is but the fact he heals makes him totally worth it Here's a, I got a team for you already, and I have all these pieces. Is it going to involve the whole court? horseman theme? Wait, no, <laughs> it won't be theme. Let's see, a thousand points. You would need what eight? There's only six, so you wouldn't have theme. But with colossals, it's like impossible to make theme, anyways. Um, you got the. He's talking about the GSX G05 Nemesis, not the Target one or the Toy yeah, Story one. Yeah, I should clarify. But um, he, you could play him, Caliban, Archangel, Hulk, Wolverine. And Gambit, I have that that Gambit. Um, you could run the Horseman of the Apocalypse ATA on all of them. 
One, two, three, four, five, six, and have points for a full gauntlet What's on the too. horseman ATA do? As long as you control exactly four characters using this oh, TA, so modify this character's attack value by plus one. It only costs one point, though. Oh, true. So it's worth and it when it at least it. it would kick in if two people died. Exactly. But it's trying to remember it, I guess, would be the thing. What other keywords does he also have that you could use? Um, he has Exiles, which I don't think has an ATA. No, it doesn't. Um, armor. I could do something with armor. Uh, there's a lot of characters with armor. I'm sure I can find some good support. But the problem is, once again, you don't want to go generic for theme with something like this because you only have five actions. And to fill out a generic, you need a lot of figures to do it. The good thing about this team um, with the Horseman, though, is that he you got this big beefer that's going to be knocking people out. And when he does, he buffs all the Horsemen. Like yeah. their death, their traits, they give them plus one. Oh, ones. I forgot about that. Yeah. So they'll, they would kick in. But anyway, so Austin's going to build around Nemesis. That's, that's awesome. I, I've been wanting to test him out as well. Okay, news this week. Um, a ton of news has come out, actually, and as well as a huge topic that we're probably going to talk about forever. This podcast is probably going to be a long time. I didn't think it was going to be that long, but I don't, whatever. We'll sit here and talk, have fun. If it lasts a long time, whatever. Um, first one we're going to talk about, we'll go through these decently quick, is Legion. Uh, spoiler from Wolverine and the X-Men. Um, we're all pretty happy with this piece as far as I think he's very comic accurate yeah as far as Marvel now um, that his series started off pretty solid I'm kind of getting tired of it a little bit right now but what do you think Drew you've been reading it too right you guys I haven't been reading X-Men lately Um, I was going to say it's on my list like it's something that I want to read eventually but it's not something that's grabbed me yet but I do, from what I know about Legion, like that is a pretty spot-on figure. It's just the piece itself isn't one I see myself playing. Unless like I, need, I was building an Age of X team and I needed a good TKer that had a secondary attacker role. He, he's very accurate as far as the comic. Um, and the comic is, a, is very interesting. He's an extremely interesting character, even if he wasn't the son of Professor Xavier. Just his power yeah. set and how it works. But um, this dial is extremely representative of him in Marvel now um, as far as he never really knows what power he's going to get when he tries to use him he has like every power under the sun but he's learning how to use him and how to control him without blowing up the world because he's that powerful you know he's an omega level mutant Um, and that is represented by his trait called hidden personalities give Legion a free action choose a standard power roll a d6 that can't be re-rolled he, uh, he acquires a personality quirk from the table below and uses that standard power until your next turn. If you roll a 1, he gets minus 2 attack. Roll a 2, he gets minus 1 speed and defense. Roll a 3, he gets earthbound neutralized, so he can't fly anymore because otherwise he has flight. Uh, roll a 4, he gets battle fury. 5, he immediately heals all adjacent characters one click. That's pretty damn good. And especially for X-Men, uh, if you're running them with X-Men team. True, he has X-Men uh, keyword also brought up, so you've also got healing going on with the X-Men uh, teams as well. And then a six, he gets Savant, which modifies all his combat values by plus one, chooses another standard power, and he can also use that power. I would like to interject just to point out how stupid good that is if you hit that six and- because you're, look, you're looking at a hypersonic two power at 11, 4, 10. Yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and let's mention Or the choose willpower so you don't have to push. It's oh, not so. till end of turn. Right. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, until oh. your next turn. Damn. Oh, is it so, until, yeah, Drew so is, you keep the 18 defense through your turn? Or good you can catch defense? there. Yeah, so until your next turn, you're going to have plus one defense. I just so want energy shield imperf. Think about this. You roll. Okay, I'm going to roll. I choose outwit. Because at the worst, I'm going to get an outwit and a minus two and not attack this turn. But I'm still getting an outwit. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking about, yeah, okay. What you can do immediately. Right, I rolled a one through but four. This I sucks. agree. I, was, I hadn't even considered that. But the only thing is that power cannot be re-rolled, so we got to keep that in mind. Um, he's 119 points, seven range. That's pretty good. Stealth. TK um, stealth. He gets running shot, psychic blast later, and some prob. So, like Austin said... He's he's solid. I definitely want to play him because he looks very fun. Yeah, sculpt is very good. Looks just like him. He's one of those pieces that the more I look at him, the more I want to play him. He's, like at first glance, I was like, eh, and then like it was like, all right, he's all right. But then like the more I keep looking at his dial, looking at his powers, I'm like he'll be a fun piece at least, which is what I really want out of pieces. I want he, something that's going to be thematic and fun. He's got the obnoxio factor where he has just a variable right. that makes me want to play him. Alright, next thing that spoiled was the... Is this the first um, team um, base that we've seen the card no, for? No, we no, saw blue. X-Men. We saw X-Men Blue. Okay, so we're seeing the new mutants. They spoiled the card, and they also spoiled all the individual figures, which we'll get into next. Um, this dial is... I'm not going to go through all of it, because, of course, team dials have a sh- ton of stuff. But um, it's not super broken, and I like that about this team base. The only thing I don't... Like, when I first saw it and I saw the trait, I panicked. Because, as I said, I'm a minion player. I saw that trait of when they kill something, give everything on the opposing team an action token. I fucking yeah, panicked. that would rape minions. But, from a design standpoint, the one thing I don't really like about this team base that bores me, I feel like their asset dial is really lame. It's just, can you use this power, can you use that... I'm big on, like, villains for hire style, where each individual one has a special power that gives them something cool. Yeah. Um, I'm not big on, like, can use energy. That's true. It doesn't have a lot of flavor, but it's also not stupid broken. Yeah, true. And uh, another important thing to point out about this is it's very cheap. This is the cheapest team base. So cheap. This is actually... It's actually cheaper than the Outlaws, which only has three. I mean, look at that. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, this has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven characters on it. And the, you can play it at a hundred or yeah. one fifty or two hundred. And, and some uh, of those figures that pop off. And too, some of them that pop off are good. But here's something to keep in mind. I just thought about with this being so cheap, when you pop off of figures, you can't pop off more than what the dial costs. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're you only going to be able to pop one or maybe two of these. But guys. the ability on that is really good for that because. If another figure, if a figure you popped off dies, you can take a figure off of the team base instead. Um, you know what? That's probably why they give so it. So you them. pop, and when we get to magma here in a minute, I'll bring up more about why I love magma. But ma- you like pop magma off, run her in. Oh, she's gonna die. No, she's not. I'm just gonna kill somebody else off on the base I don't care for, and then you have seven lives with that character effectively. All right. So Mirage, I absolutely okay. They spoiled. Let's see. Mirage, Sunspot, Magic, and Warlock at the same time. Out of these four, I think Mirage and Sunspot are amazing for their points. Uh, Mira- I really like Mirage when they first showed this. Night. Mirage, perfect secondary attacker. 75 points, 7 range, sidestep, end cap, willpower, and shape change. And if she hit... Oh, and not only that, she has a 66% chance to hit the shape change. Oh. Or no, wait, I'm misreading that, sorry. Mirage can use shape change when she does, and the roll is 3 to 4, modify her defense by plus 1. So even if you miss your shape change, you're getting something out of it. 
Um, she also has prob control later in her dial. So basically, she starts off as a ranged attacker, you hit her, and she now changes into charge, flight symbol, blades, prob. And she's also got seven clicks. For 75 points, she's very solid. And look at these keywords. Oh my gosh. That's Guardian. <laughs> shield. I didn't even notice the She's shield. got shield. Hey, wait a minute. Initiative. Have we seen? Oh, wait. That was in. Initiative was. All, initiative yeah, starts okay. showing up in this set a little more. It's figures that are from the 50 state initiative. Okay. Oh, that's right. I remember. From post Civil yeah. War. Yeah, right after um, Civil War. The one thing I would bring up about her dial, though. Um, is that I like the fact she goes range to melee. I hate figures that exactly. go to reverse. Exactly. She goes from a f- up front. Um, oh, she's only got one bolt. She's got in cap, but if she had like multi bolt. And willpower and sidestep. Yeah. Sidestep. Oh, side sli- do not sleep on this power because I'm telling you guys when this set comes out and you get sidestep, sidestep is the best of the new powers. Once, once, yeah. once again, when we hit that magma. I Fuck can't invincible. Wait. Precision strike is good too, but sidestep, absolutely the best one. You mark my word. All right, sunspot. 76 points, another perfect secondary attacker for an x I didn't even realize he had Indom, actually. Charge, super strength, 10 attack, 3 damage for 76 points with Indom. Also has 7 clicks. Also has 7 clicks. Also gets sidestep with super strength, so guess what? I do like the way... I like the way he's set up because the way... Um, I think he's, he doesn't have a way to ignore characters. Um, he starts out as a good... Like, a good alpha strike. You can charge in, and then once you're in, you could sidestep targets as you need to. And then he drops to running shot pulse wave. If he could ignore characters, he'd be great because... Yeah, well, he can't look at that uh, damage ability. Sunspot has a wing symbol and a range value of 6. Yeah, so uh, once you get on the low dial, you can then running shot to wherever you need to and do a really good pulse wave. And you know, you just brought up the point, you don't like people who start off as range. Yeah, and then I end up with one right here. (laughs) But he starts off as melee and gets hit onto range, but he gets pulse wave, so who gives a shit if you're based? And then uh, the the sidestep thing matters too, because you you know it's coming and you can position. Also, if he gets hit on a sidestep, he still has super strength. Oh, I need to clear this turn. Oh, I'll still use this free move to go pick up an object. And I, I would like to note a 17 combat reflexes, two clicks in is not bad for any kind of piece once you're in there. Yeah, this guy's sick good keywords as well x-force x-men i love my x-force man they're loading up the keywords in this set right. that's one thing i'm noticing now magic i love the character in the comics the clicks it's okay i'll probably play her one time but she's definitely not as good as the first two in my opinion um, yeah i was gonna say i i can foresee running her with that wonder woman that can charge to being carried oh yeah because she's got an 18 range and her the wonder woman would take one penetrating i need to look at the wonder woman's dial because if she gets better one click in and then she can prob the Wonder Woman. I think she stays pretty similar from uh, her first two clicks are pretty similar. It, it would be up to you, like, uh, you know what, actually, I would drop Magic down, because Magic picks up another attack and loses one movement, and once you've moved that far, you don't really need to move again. Right. Um, but the prob in the Mystics is nice. Um, I would look at using her with other figures that have wild cards, stuff like that. Use her as kind of like the man thing of a good group. Well, that's exactly what she is. She, she We should mention she has traded... Phasing, teleport, and carry, and she can carry up to two if they both have new mutants keyword, regardless of their symbols. Oh, I didn't even see the regardless oh, of their symbols yeah. part. Um, and awesome was talking about her movement power, travel through the limbo, give her a free action, double her speed value if at if you do at the end of your turn, deal one unavoidable to her or one of the characters she carried. Now, this is a very representative of the character in the comics. She is she is the man thing or the cloak of. Mm-hmm. of the X-Men or whatever team she's on at the it's moment. It's the same with the latest run of Uncanny Avengers. Even with the new team she's on, she's the same way. She just takes them from point A to point B. Um, 
And she also has her big ass sword. Um, she gets blades, <laughs> blades, and exploit. Always an amazing combo. And yeah. if it ever comes up, she ignores mystics, so that's good too. We'll see. That's and she I, has mystics. I like her like a. I like her for the same reasons I like Man Thing. He's a good t- TK, or he's a good teleport in. Carries everyone with him, and then if they get half dial or whatever, boom, they're a solid melee beast with some good powers. Now, Warlock, I don't know much about Warlock's the character. Weird as hell. I know the other characters. <laughs> I, I read New Mutants a little bit when I was a kid, but not a whole lot. Um, Warlock looks crazy, but his and I don't honestly think his he's worth that many points. He costs 164. Oh, yeah, he's but really he is really badass, and I'll definitely play him at least one time. So this dial's crazy. Traded, perplex. If he uses it on a friendly character with New Mutants keyword, which actually would be himself too, because it doesn't say another, another yeah. friendly character. Modify. Modify any combat value except damage plus two. Kind of sucks that it's except damage, though. No, so here's the cool part about Warlock, is his other trait, Dune Buggy. Once per game, give him a free action. So you can only do this once per game, but it's for the rest of the game. He gets the vehicle symbol and becomes an autopiloted vehicle with carries four other characters... Speed plus three, and he can use ramp. That's pretty fun. <laughs> now, the one thing I would point out, because the question came up a lot in the thread, is why wouldn't you turn him into a buggy? And the thing is, since it does state he's autopiloted, he right. would take the penalties of attacking as an autopiloted vehicle. Absolutely, and he doesn't have indom. so if you do that on your second turn, you're taking two clicks after you do that. One for yep. pushing, one for autopilot damage. Yep. Um, he has a special attack power at the beginning of your turn. Choose a standard attack power. Warlock can use that power this turn. That's why they costed him so high. Yeah, I didn't the even notice he had to choose a... And that. Both are awesome. But um, he's only got four range. He has a really wild dial. Look at that. I didn't notice he had five clicks of shape change. Oh, and then man. he has three clicks of regen and enhance at the end. That I don't like. If I don't like enhance on my character at all, unless it's at the beginning when I know that I'm going to have it and use it, I don't like somebody to randomly get enhance. I feel yeah. like that's a use of waste of points. I feel like it's an interesting thing though, because then I wouldn't feel like I'm wasting him if I go to regen him and I had people positioned around him. Oh, that's a good point. And he does; he is a taxi, so I mean, you are carrying figures. So if he does get blasted, but I don't know why anyone would focus him first necessarily. But he's an expensive ass taxi at 164 points. Yeah. Especially with having Magic, who we just talked about, who can also taxi two people. I mean, they um, can't. She can't. I do have forward. a question. Um, one thing I haven't run into actually: if you hypersonic carry, it's just normal carry, but they're off the board while you're hypersonicing, right? Correct. Couldn't you standard power as a vehicle hypersonic carry your three people since you can pick any standard power? Oh, it was an attack power. Oh, any attack power. Yeah. Okay, that's not as good, but it's still pretty good. All right. Um, before we talk about Slate, we'll skip ahead to the other three um, new mutants. Oh, I can't wait for the third one. Now, these, I don't think I've actually looked at these yet. Um, Cannonball, I do love Cannonball. And he does have the Avengers keyword. That's awesome, because he's in Avengers right now. Hickman's Avengers. I freaking, I'm gay for Hickman. You guys need to read (laughs) Hickman's Avengers and New new Avengers. You're right on. Um, I'm a big Fantastic Four fan. He's wrote the best Fantastic Four stories that there ever probably will be. Anyways... Um, he's a flyer, no endom, 92 points. He ignores blocking, which he's a flyer anyway, so that's not as big of a deal. But his defense power gives him toughness, and if he has less than two action tokens, he and adjacent friendly characters get an energy shield. And that doesn't have to be um, keyworded either, so that's the same as Doctor Strange. Yeah. So as long as he doesn't have two tokens, he gives you the Doctor Strange. He's a cheaper... And he has a 16 defense, so he'd be sitting at an 18 from range. His damage ability ignition 
When he moves at least three squares in a direct path due to his own action, he can use impervious. And gets plus one. And gets plus one damage until your next turn. So you charge in a straight line, you Nova Rocket straight through him. Now the only thing I don't like about him is his attack values dip a lot for a ninety-two piece, ninety-two point piece. Yeah, he does. I personally, I don't think he's worth his points. What do you guys think? I'm gonna, I'm gonna second that one. I agree. I do love the sculpt though; it looks awesome. Yeah, the sculpt is amazing. Um, I would like to bring up. I do like the way he's set up. He's very, he's a very flavorful piece. Like it's obvious someone at WizKids has a hard on for X Men. He's comic accurate. That's they're true. doing comic accuracy out the wazoo for these Marvel characters, which I do like because I usually bitch. My biggest complaint with Hero Clicks, well, of course we have all all have a lot, <laughs> but my main one is keywords. And I could literally slap somebody for that new static that just came out. But anyway, yeah, they're awesome. doing a good job with these figures on keywords so far. I'll give them that. Wolfsbane. I love Wolfsbane, especially yeah. in, in X-Force. Her and Warpath and their whole thing. And God, I love X-Force so much. Yeah, one of these days I'll go on my long rant about how fucking pissed I am that there's no X-Force team base and there's two X-Men. And also, here he goes. I don't want to start here. here he goes. But, That'll be a solo podcast. It'll be a two-hour, two-hour-long solo podcast. Me and Drew will be sitting over there eating pizza, (laughs) watching. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for that coming soon. But um, her first click is a transition click. She just has shape change, and then basically she turns into a werewolf. Her sculpt is just werewolf Wolfsbane. It's not. It's not human form Wolfsbane. She has no indom, but she's only sixty-three points. Movement ability, charge, and flurry course who doesn't like that with blades and an 11 attack super senses and toughness on oh, defense she's cute battle fury so you're ignoring on a look change. at the point value 63 points i'm liking her short um, dial though because think about it you got to push off that yeah. first one so you're only so gonna te- get five technically it's five useful clicks but the thing i don't like about i never really have liked the banner clicks where they have that first click that's different because it it screws with the pacing you want to have figures you can True. use right out the gate. Um, you can handle attackers as they come. You don't want to have to take... It might as well say for the first two turns this figure does nothing. And what she picks up is really, really good. But I don't know if it's enough to negate that banner. I think she's thing. meant to be used with magic because you can take her along with oh, her. Oh, and you can and do the one damage. Oh, look at this guy coming up with the ideas. That's that, why we have him here, guys. That, that's a good one. I didn't saying, even think about that. Yeah, um, that would be perfect. You teleport in with her, and she's right on Blades and Flurry. If anybody that's listening uses that technique, you have to call it the Drew Alderson. Just so All right, you know. now this <laughs> is the figure. The Drew this is the figure I'm going to find myself running a lot. I really like this figure for 77 points. Go ahead and talk about it, Austin. Magma. Okay. I haven't looked at it at all yet. So, Magma has an attack power, or Magma 77 points, and uh, she has an attack power called Energized Form. She can use Poison and Quake, and for either of them, it's always penetrating damage. Oh, I do love my penetrating okay. quake. And then her damage power is her and fr- adjacent friendly characters ignore one penetrating damage dealt to them each turn. What? What the? F- There's <laughs> some weird uses I could potentially see with that. But what, what I like is she's got Sidestep. Her first click is 7 movement, 10 attack, 16 defense, 2 damage. Has both her powers and sidestep. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Sidestep's free action, right? Yeah. Could I could just sidestep over and then activate my penetrating poison? I think you'd have to do it afterwards because poison is beginning of turn. And no, 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 no. It doesn't matter. At the oh, beginning yeah, of you your turn, you can, cha- you can choose the... The, the order of your free actions. That's why you can outwit. Yeah, I didn't think about that because I always right, technically give a free action. Drew just broke some. Let, <laughs> let's look at, um, real quick, let's look at the PAC because this is interesting. 
Let's see if you can sidestep, sidestep and then that, that penetrating just poison. So much better. I'm I'm pretty sure you can, but let's see. Because I mean, like I, I love that piece. It's a great piece for seventy-seven. Points. I am gonna say I give this. I do like this piece for seventy-seven points. Yep. Not for like in a sealed. I may not love her, but this piece well, you're constructed. Not get her I feel like there's some fun stuff you can do with piece. her. Um, oh, good point. Good point. She's a great enabler for. Uh, Zombies, go figure, or anything with central blood. <laughs> oh, good point. Because of good all point. that turn by turn penetrating. And with sidestep, if you can stack it like that, it's almost guaranteed. Like, you're going to be able to move one or two squares and freaking slam somebody. Buff all your werewolves. And then I'm trying to find something to do with that damage power because there's got to be a trick or something you can play with. Oh. That's what I was going to say. The magic ability where when she teleports, they, she deals one uh, penetrator. I don't want to throw that out there. Uh, that is it one penetrator or one unavoidable? I'll have to go back. We'll have to go back and see, but. That's a good point as well. So these guys play really well together. They um, did a nice job with this. I like the synergy. I need to check the point add up because I'm curious. Of how you guys have the um, the app on your phone that tells you size that. Well, of course, I, as soon as I it that, starts the load. I'll double check real quick. Um, but uh, anyways, I, I do like this piece um, just because of the combo ability. It, it's there. a niche. That's what I like. If we think of a cool combo, we'll go ahead and say it on a diff different episode because that is... That is a really interesting piece. It's going on every and, one of my zombie team. All right, we'll comment in a minute on um, on sidestep poison, penetrating poison. We'll get back um, to that. Yeah. All right, real quick. There was one Bioshock Infinite, which I'm actually really excited for. I love Bioshock, especially it's an Bioshock interesting Infinite. Piece too. This is Slate. Now I haven't looked at this either yet. Traded. We honor our fallen. Slate can use poison. Each time a friendly character is KO'd, he may immediately be placed in a square that character occupied when they were removed from the game. So that's pretty good. To bring up he's 75 points, he's a good melee piece. Willpower. Yeah. Um, barrier with... 18 defense. Barrier with 6 range. Exploit 2. His attack value is a little low at first. Um, ho, he, ho, hold on. He drops hold on, down. Though. Hold on. This guy's dumb. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering Are you reading this attack that. power? Yeah. yeah. Slate can use barrier when he does after actions resolve. He may use Pulse Wave as a free action as if he occupied the same square as one of the place markers. Uh, yep. Um, what are they thinking? I don't, I don't know. What it's only mean. a... It, it is a two Pulse Wave, but still, that's pretty ridiculous. Got a six um, range. From six range that leaves you at no risk whatsoever, because now you're barriered in from oh, that's, retaliation, How many too. barrier targets do you get? Is it, or you get four. Four, four. So you could go six out and then ten forward, or does it all have to be within your range? No, it all has to be within your range, okay. but still. You could do that two... Two turns in a row. So technically, you ba you pulse wave out nine range. Now it'd be I should note they made him silver because they're not stupid. That's really <laughs> there's going to be combos with this guy too. Freaking TK him out and then let him do oh, that. Oh lord! I mean, that's that's a really interesting piece. <laughs> no, you run him with Kurth. You use the barrier. You pulse wave from then you Kurth them through a wall. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this guy. This guy. All right, I got sidestep here. Give this character a free action. It can move with a locked speed value of two. So yes, you, you could. could do it. That is... So there you go, kids. And two squares... The chances of you not being able to move two squares away to hit somebody else is pretty, like, slim. Like, they're, they're going to be I, in two squares. I agree. I, All right. Big announcement that I personally don't care about, but I'm interested <laughs> in. Um, Mage Knight is coming back, which, for anybody who doesn't know, you probably know if you listen into a Heroclix podcast, but Mage Knight was basically what... Hero Clicks stemmed out of it's the granddaddy. Of that Hero was Clicks. it's the old great grandfather of Hero Clicks. Um, that was buried and they left alone and now is back from the dead. I'll let you guys talk more about this because I haven't actually had time to read this yet. But it's my understanding that these are going to have the same dials as 
They'll, they'll have modern. Yeah. They're all switch dials. clicks. They, they have they have a one dial that adheres to Mage Knight rules, which Mage Knight, Mage Knight rules are a little different. Awesome. And then they switch clicks onto a second dial that is PAC compatible, which will play with hero clicks and all that stuff. That's so all these figures will be. I don't know. They haven't. I don't think they've stated yet. I assume they'll be Golden Age. That's what I was going to ask. Will they be Golden and Silver uh, Age or? But the one thing that has me excited about them particularly is these are awesome sculpts for like sculpt swaps or mods or stuff like that. There's a lot of really weird, really cool looking characters. Um, you get the undead. You get orcs. You get goblins. You get all that fun stuff. Um, and the PAC, it's it's probably gonna have, there's gonna be some fun keywords. I'm sure that they might share some like animal and monster, warrior, warrior, soldier. Um, maybe if they're golden age compatible, um, I I could see playing a lot. I of these don't pieces. see why they wouldn't if they're PAC. Yeah, on their PAC side, I'm sure they will be. Um, they've got a couple sculpts on here. If you go to heroclicks.com, you can see the the images. They look pretty sweet. Um, there's a starter set that comes with the PAC and the. Mage Knight rules. There's a 24... It's a 24-count brick. There's 25 characters. That's a lot for a CTD. Yeah. yeah. There's never more figures than there are in a whole case. Yeah. Very rarely. And 11 commons, 8 uncommons, 5 rare, and 1 chase. I'm going to assume that you're going to always get a chase if you buy a and whole CTD. The other thing about the original Mage Knight that I'm hoping they follow up with is um, minions. A lot of minions come from Mage Knight sets. Makes uh, sense. So we're looking at a potential lot of cool, really cool Golden Age minion figures for some fun teams. The starter set, cam- campaign starter set, looks very, f- the structure of what all's in it looks very familiar, uh, very similar to Lord of the Rings starter set, so that's cool too. I'm not like overly hyped for it, but I'm, I'm excited for what it could bring more so than I know what's coming in it. Right. I'm looking forward to more news. All right, we're going to let Drew talk about this next character because I know Jesus he's Jesus really- Christ! <laughs> <laughs> this character's really, really, really sweet now. I might not be able to to make it too big, but oh, there you go. Okay, so Lady Destro, my Lady Destro, my <laughs> God, 112 points. What what what's the deal with this on her? God, she's got end on my. She's very that. sexy. She's what well, in she's, multiple ways. She starts off with charge, and her uh, movement ability that she eventually gets. She can use flurry, and when she does, before making the second attack, she can use sidestep as a free action. So and now. Look at her improved, improved movement. movement in case oh, she, she ignores characters blocking. So basically, it doesn't matter who she's next to. She's gonna she's break gonna away hit one character and another within two and hit somebody else. My lord, she's pretty damn sexy. And Drew brought up the point earlier today when we were on the way to our venue. She has T bolts keyword. So let's say you give her mystics. She has regen on her second click, her fourth click, and her seventh click. So if she gets knocked on any of those, you're regening, you're regening back up. <laughs> they knew what they were doing with this piece. And then making them take more mystics. Now, uh, read her, uh, give us some info on that attack ability too, the blades. She can use blades, call us fangs, the result of the d6. Roll is below her printed damage. They're also dealt one penetrating damage. After. After. This is in addition to... So you could perp up her damage, blade claws and fangs, so and do point up, This is after actions resolve. So if you have a figure that has a down dial dampener and starts off with that one, like let's say someone starts on super senses, you hit them, you roll a two or three or whatever is below. All right. You knock them down dial into that dampener, then they take one penetrator. They could be right back. Well, it that looks dampener. like her base damage is never higher than a three. So it's mostly going to be if you roll a two or one. So if you roll a two or one on her d six, most of the time. You're going to do the two or one, and then one penetrating after action's resolved. That, that's pretty She sweet. has Indom. <laughs> like we said, she ignores everything. Oh, her, we forgot her trait. Traded Blades. 
and can't be in-capped or mind-controlled. So the good parts of Battle Fury she has without the bad parts. She can still be carried. <laughs> she's really solid. She's um, expensive, but she's worth her points. I like her use of Precision oh, Strike, too. I was going to say, yeah. Precision, precision strike, strike is amazing in this set. With the flurry second attack. I didn't notice that either. Sidestep, oh. I didn't even main. And exploit that third click. That's the, nasty. The thing about precision strike is it doesn't. It triggers on anything. Like there are specific. There's no specific like criteria. So it can happen off of an exploit. It can happen off a of flurry. It doesn't matter what you're doing it with. You're gonna avoid being evaded or or whatever and freaking tear right into it. She has a lot of reflexes and exploit weakness as well. Exploit blades always. Oh, flurry blades exploit. So you got lots of options there. Um, and on top dial, she has, if you base them, she would have a 19 defense with shape change. <laughs> I would like to point out, Good the deal. one thing is, Hunter. like, with T-Bolt, you could also pick, like, Ultimate X-Men or something to give her that additional attack if you didn't want to go the Mystics route. True. Um, but overall, like, this is a dumb gravity feed piece. Like, oh, we don't yeah, see yeah. these often. I was just gravity about to feed. say, they're, they're, Hunter, is, is this a rare, Hunter? Is this, this uh, is a, is this a super rare? Is this a super rare, Hunter? Is this a meta piece they designed and threw up is, there is, in the rarity Lady Deathstrike in the Phoenix Five all of a sudden, Hunter? I don't know that she's meta because... She's a Blades piece, and she has some random bit... I, we may yeah, be overhyping I, how good not, she is, yeah. but she is definitely worth her points. We can say that. But much. a 112 with Thunderbolts alone right there. Um, Thunderbolts does need really good melee attackers. It's got a lot of powerful ranged pieces. Um, I think it's nice to have a really good option like that. <coughs> Bullseye. <laughs> so, that's all the news, right, guys? Or am I missing something I big that came up? Nothing. Oh, oh, no. No big Gen Con announcements happened this week. Oh, God, here we go. I don't think I'm going to Gen Con. <sighs> so, Austin, you've known me for for a long time. They're cousins. We're cousins. You know, me and, me and you and our brothers have been thick as thieves since as long as I can remember. When have can you say you've honestly seen me get mad? Like, like mad, like there's no calming me down. I'm actually legitimately mad. Never. Never, right? I think Aaron's pissed you off like once. Well, maybe it was maybe the tornado like, thing for the super annoyance factor. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about <laughs> mad. Like, I'm going to kick somebody's ass mad. Like, seriously, I'm Once in a blue moon, I've been seriously, like, afraid because, like, you were that mad at a game or something. I don't get mad. I When I was a kid, I had bad anger problem, and... I kind of tried to deal with it, and really the best way to deal with it was just to not get mad at all. Like, now I don't, I, I, even when I try to get mad, I can't get mad. But when I somehow rarely do, you better watch the fuck out, because so, I'm on a rampage. Sasha was going to kill someone. Okay. X-Force team base. I was so mad. No, that's not mad. That's like half. Okay. I was so mad when they made this announcement that I was just steaming. Like, my face was red, and I wanted to kill someone because of how bullshit this announcement is. Now, I should probably talk about it before I sit and talk about how mad I got. So, their announcement was there are going to be battle royales, and there are going to be battle grandes. And in the battle royales, you will be seated randomly, which means if you come with your three friends and you guys want to play together, which is the way it's been forever, I mean, I know seven, eight years ago it was different, but or maybe more recent than that, but for the last few years, you bring a group of friends, you play together, you have a good time, and then at the end, you get one con added to the pool. What they're saying is it's going to be completely random. You cannot play with your friends at all, unless 
you play in a grande, which costs you... the 30 bucks each. Yeah. 30 bucks, though. But they, no, guys, they add a super booster to the pool at the end, which totally accounts for the extra $80 you guys just spent on this. And it's a Teen Titans one, which we all have full sets of anyway. Exactly. So, they want you to... So, basically, they're saying it's okay to play with your friends. And collusion is okay if you paid our premium <laughs> price for the it. There's the word. Collusion. Yeah. There We're, it is. So, the reason... The main reason I was so upset is we've been to Gen Con multiple times. We've never been to play clicks. This year, we're, we all got a group of our best, you know, us three and Ricky. We got four day passes. We had, we are playing a dozen battle royals each along with all the side tournaments. It was $300 on tickets alone. Right. We spent a shit ton of money. Shit ton. And now, <laughs> a week after the tickets are no longer refundable and we have our plans made out, we've taken off work. Yeah. We've made plenty, you know, some people travel across the fucking country to go to Gen Con and have already made hotel plans and all this stuff in advance. A couple weeks before the con, you're going to tell us that what you've told us multiple times now is not going to be the case? That's fucking bullshit. And matter of fact, I keep saying this, I'm telling you, it's illegal. It is a bait and switch. That is the, that is the definition of bait and switch. You look in Webster's Dictionary... And it has a fucking picture of the logo of WizKids. And it says, see, see WizKids. Okay, okay. That's what really, like, I understand why they're doing it. I can understand rule changes. If they think it's going to stop collusion and they really are against collusion, whatever. What got me was two things. One, they waited till after refunds, which is stupid. After a month, literally one month previously in the Gen Con thread, they told us they would not be different than the Origin ones. And, and it didn't two, have it any different on their official website whenever yeah, they, they did the whole it. thing. But the, the the second thing that got me was it was kind of salt in the wound to announce the Grandes. Because it was saying, we don't want you to team up and just buy the con exclusives from us. But then all of a sudden it's okay if you're paying way more for them. Exactly. I should explain the Grandes a little more. The way they're setting up the Grandes is you can play with your friends or whoever you come with. And it, the lines will not be randomized. But you're going to pay, was it $30 each? $30 each, so $120 between the four of you for one con. So you're paying $30 each for one booster each and one con LE and one Teen Titans super booster. So basically they're wanting you each to pay for a super booster, but only one super booster is getting added to the prize pool. And see, and that's the other thing that frustrated me was, I understand why they're not doing Wolverine and the X-Men there. Like, it makes sense. Cause Absolutely. It comes out the day before. Yeah. But to me, it's kind of a, if you're going to add a super booster, don't do something for a set that we don't really, like, there's only one real thing out of the Teen Titans super boosters that has value, and it's Justice League team base. Right. And that's going to drop after Gen Con anyway. We just got to talk about Absolutely this Absolutely going to drop. So, for them to throw that in there and literally throw us all under the bus, it was one of those, you don't tell people they can do something, and literally a month later change your mind when they can't go back on it. Absolutely. I completely think their reasonings behind why they're going to change it is bullshit anyways, and we'll get into that. But my main beef, and our main beef was, you can't tell us this now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You already just had your biggest, your second biggest con of the year, and a couple weeks before the last con of the year, you're going to spring this shit? No. You do it. Way before people can ever even buy tickets. You do it in your original announcement. This is the way it's going to be. Yeah. Or you do it after. You don't do it in the middle. That's bullshit. And it was that's and the thing that's frustrating about it is they did a attempted fix that backfired even worse because they tried to tell us that if you pre-registered for specific Battle Royales 
and got specific tickets instead of generics, it would be you'd still be allowed to play with friends. But that still ended up being bullshit because those of us who bought a lot of generics and spent a lot of money, we got screwed in the long run because we wouldn't be allowed to play with friends. You're telling us it's not okay as long as we didn't pre-register. Right. Well, so that's jumping ahead. So what happened was this news gets posted on HC Realms, and of course. We are not the only ones furious about this. Everybody and their mother is furious about this and thinks it's crap. Except for one or two or three people who think they're the most elite people in the world and everybody should have to compete for a con and there's no... They should change. Whatever, whatever. And a lot of we'll, get, yeah, we'll get into that <laughs> anyways. So, basically, this thread is the most popular thread I have ever seen on Realms oh, in my it's life. huge. Way beyond more popular. Everybody's Everybody's chiming in on this thread and they will not answer any questions give any explanations of why are we paying you triple what a fucking um super booster costs and if you're changing this to prevent collusion then why are you giving this the fucking opportunity to collude for more money you're saying it's okay to collude if we pay for it so eventually enough people posted and enough stink got put up (laughs) that (laughs) enough hell was raised that they said, okay, here's how we're going to fix it. If you registered for your cons, or for your battle royales, then you will be allowed to play with your friends. And if you're paying with generic tickets, then you're going to put be put in the randomized line. Now, why does that suck for us, Drew? Well, <laughs> let me tell you, Hunter. We decided to buy a shitload of generics. And for good reason. Because we're in so many fucking side tourneys, we don't know when we're going to get done. And we cannot be the only ones who are doing side tourneys and battle royals. And I don't know, Hunter. That got brought be. up in the thread a lot. There were a lot of people in the thread. Um, I would warrant to say the vast majority of people that were mad about that news were because they were generic people. Because we don't know how, how much time we're going to have between tournaments. We could do shitty in a tournament, and I could decide to go do a random battle royale without you guys if I really wanted to. Right, and if I could go drop the tournament. Yeah, if yeah. I have the time to. And there's no guarantee we're all going to be playing together. There's no guarantee any of that. But when we do play together, we want to play together. And it, they told us we could or we wouldn't have bought those tickets. Exactly. And I think that's what it comes down to and that's where it becomes bait and switch is we would not have bought those tickets in that volume had we known that we wouldn't be able to play together. And it would be fine if we were allowed to refund them, but you're waiting until after they're refundable. Or we can refund them, but we have to go to the booth. Yeah, we have to go to the booth while we're at the con and wanting to do fun stuff and stand in line for three hours and then lose 5% back on all the... And it's only system credit, so it can only go towards tickets. So, and and I should also bring up, they only sell tickets on the even-numbered hours... At at ten twelve two four, they they're running them every hour. So that means you you can only do the hour right. You couldn't one with play. Generics. You could not play with your friends at eleven one two or three and five. So of course everybody's like, yeah, um, thanks for fixing nothing. Like so, eventually en- <laughs> enough more stink got raised that they finally were like, okay, we fucked up. <laughs> but we next year. Ne- um, but next year. We're going to stick to what we fucking told you in the first place. This is, of course, me saying this. We're going to stick to what we told you in the first place, how we told you it was going to run. Battle Royals will be ran the same way they have for the last few years, but expect changes next year. Now, we're cool with this. Yeah, I'm completely fine. This is happy as I can be. We don't... It it sucks that they're going to change it, and we will talk about 
our opinion, and we'll talk about the opposite end of the spectrum. Okay, so what they want, the reason that they're wanting to change the way they give out the prizes is, if anybody's, first of all, I should mention, if anybody's unfamiliar with the way that Royals run, four players go to a table, they each get one booster each, this costs $12 a person, you each get one booster, and you play a free-for-all, and you draft the pieces out of the booster in a like a Swiss draft, right, am I saying that right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you draft the pieces out, and then you play a game. And then once the time is up or the game is over, everybody puts all their pieces back in the center of the table, and the judge comes over and adds a con figure to the prize pool. And now whoever got first picks what they want most out of there. And, of course, nine times, 99 times out of 100 it's going to be the con piece. Unless maybe you pull a Superboy Prime and an obnoxio is in the pool and you're like, eh, I'd rather have Superboy Prime, then maybe you would pick Superboy yeah, Prime or whatever. You do it for the con Yes. So, and go ahead. Go I was ahead. going to say, that's the reason I brought up the Wolverine boosters earlier. You were playing with outdated boosters that have been out for six months, if you go back to Spider-Man, pretty much. These boosters are ones that people already have full sets of. They, most people have a lot of the chases from the sets. Yep. There is not a lot of value. Even the super rares are under booster price on a lot of them. The for You're not going for the boosters. And they, they're trying to sell you old boosters... Well, they don't really have it. In their defense, they don't really have a choice on this because Wolverine is coming out too late. Yeah. But, But, I mean, like, it would be different to me if they were doing a new product or something like that. If it was Wolverine, like, if 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 Wolverine came out a month ago and they were going to use it in this, which I highly doubt they would do, but if they did, then they would be fine because we don't have the pieces. Well, like, and that's what I was saying. If they did a Wolverine one... And they charge grande price, and we're all opening Wolverine boosters and a Wolverine super booster. Maybe, maybe, in a maybe price reduction. It's close, close to, to okay. <laughs> but we're talking old product that we all have. We're talking old chases that aren't running good prices, except for Prime, of course. And a super booster that is going to be under its twenty dollars value, almost guaranteed, except for like one or two of the pieces out of it. Or you pull a Gen Thirteen, which I love Gen Thirteen, <laughs> but nobody else cares for that those yeah. books, or just don't know what they are, and you're going to be lucky to get ten bucks out of that freaking thing. Yeah, and it just it screws the price. So the problem. So when you you bring up the way that we're going to run it, all four what we were doing, we're playing a dozen with four guys, and we are pooling all the figures. So every time we play, we get one con. We were going to pool them all, and we would each go home with three each. Nothing wrong with that, right? We're paying, what, 48 bucks total each time we to go up. To get one con exclusive. 48 bucks for one con, not to mention the boosters, badge, but... travel, parking, hotels if you're traveling from wherever, um, food, and the ungodly prices that you're paying for everything at cons. <laughs> yep. And so you're paying a lot of money to get to play, and you're wanting to play with your friends. We it's, want to play against each other. No offense to the listeners, but I don't go to a con to hang out with a bunch of people I don't know. Play at the pace of the slowest person in the group. When I go, I want to go with my friends. I want to sit down at a table. I want to play a four-way free-for-all, and I want to do it in a decent time. I don't want to wait 30 minutes for some guy who's new to Hero Clicks and just thought it looked like a cool line to get into. Well, yeah, and I don't have a beef with that. Some people want that, and that's fine. The The good thing about Battle Royals was it was kind of for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the thing is, their, their, their excuse is people shouldn't be able to come up, have a group of four guys, and be guaranteed one con because that's not how we want it to work. We want you to have to really, really compete to get con-exclusive figures. Okay, I have a couple problems with that. Now, I sh- in their defense, 
some people, assholes, will bring four. <laughs> they'll bring four, four guys people. like what we're doing, and they will go up. They'll get their boosters. The judge will say start, and they'll say we're done. And I would take. Let's say we're deciding that I was going to win. I would take one. Drew would take the next piece. I'll take the next piece. We draft our things, and we get back in line to wait to be seated at another table. And they would run. They pay forty eight bucks, but there's not that many people that do that. A. To, to B, they're paying a lot of money to do that. Yeah. To on the opposite side of things though, WizKids does lock you out. If you do that, you cannot you can only enter one every so many minutes. Like if you run up and you're done in twenty minutes, they're gonna make you wait till the next round. And we weren't gonna do that. And most people do not do that. Yeah, most of the people, most people play their games play. out. We're yeah, we'll play a little faster than usual because it's only one hour, you know. It's yeah, only it's one hour. Anyway. We're going to go out and we're going to have fun and we're not going to be super, oh shit, I should have used this perplex on this instead of that. Can I take that? You know, we're going to just go out and have fun, but we're going to play a legit game. Yeah. We're not going to say, yeah, okay, screw, we're screw done. Screw you guys, I'm winning this. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> like, we're going to try to play and have fun. So, pay $12 to lose. <laughs> we're in the majority in that aspect. Okay. So, what they're saying is we don't want people to be able to do this. Um, so, from now on, Battle Royale is going to be completely randomized. Now, another reason that that was coming up every now and then was people would bring a group of, say, three guys, yeah. and then they would get seated, and then one guy comes up by himself to play, and he has the now he's now going to get put out first because those three are going to gang up yeah, on him. Now, that I have no problem with, and I understand. The way they should have done it is if a you have a team of four, of four... And a line of random. A line of four... Even a line of two, if you wanted, and you could have two guys like say me and you go separate, and there's two other oh, yeah. guys that and, go separate. Yeah, you could compete two on two. That's how they used to do it back in the day. But anyways, or you could have a random line and say, okay, you're here random. You go to table A with the rest of the random people. Oh, you four guys are here together. You go to table C with by yourself. Okay, but that the problem with that is what we just said. They think that you should have to ultra compete for these prizes. Here's is, my beef. Or go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, this is where it gets me. If it was meant to be an ultra-competitive atmosphere, we should have had to have pre-registered. They should have had the tables assigned, and you should have all the names locked in and everything. If you're going to have that big of a prize available, and you want your players to compete for it, it needs to be a competition. Here's my thoughts. If I'm... When I go to play a competitive event, I'm going to be playing Worlds. If I'm there to play competitive and I'm there to compete, yeah. I'm going to be competing. Battle Royales are for fun. I mean, when you think, when you hear the word battle royal, you think craziness, fun, all out, balls to the walls. Super booster royale or whatever. Just going crazy. That's not what a battle royal is. So you either change, just give, maybe give figures during battle royals that you only get during battle royals. And then on the competitive cons, maybe there's three that you only can get from competitive. Do something like that. But there's nothing wrong with giving good prizes for battle royals. You're paying a lot of money. But here's the funny, here's the other funny thing about it. They say they make these prizes out to be such a big deal, and they're almost setting the prices themselves by doing this. WizKids themselves has full control over this to a point on what the secondary market's going to be by what they make and how many they give out. Right. If they're going to have these prizes as only convention prizes that are locked into people who can afford these conventions and get to them, that's their problem. These prizes aren't huge prizes necessarily because they're super important figures or hardcore meta pieces or anything. Well, there's one or two of them that I guess would be Batmite's looking like it. But I think people are sleeping on Batmite for real. But I, I wouldn't anyways, say sleeping because there's a lot of people that that's are... That's a discussion <laughs> we'll get into on another time. But 
Yeah, so basically they said, we're going to change it to how we said it would be and then expect changes in the future. So, whatever. I think it's dumb. I think they're wrong. I think Royals should stick to being a fun environment that you can play with your friends, but it's their prerogative. If they want to change it, then that's fine. But as long as they're changing it with plenty of notice, not, not, oh, guess what? You guys are going to be playing this way whenever we said you could play this way. So, anyways, it was a huge... I know for some people may have never even seen it. And you think, what if we don't use HG Realms and we're Heroclix players or we're kind of casual-ish Heroclix players and you show up there with your group of four and you traveled from fucking Virginia to play clicks and it's like oh you can't play with your four friends you're like what the fuck you said you would on tickets on your website you said i could how come now i can't like you would be pissed think how many people almost think how many people don't know what almost happened if we wouldn't have raised so much hell yeah think what it would so many people would have never known they're never going to know the hell that we raised honestly had they not shifted back on it I was looking forward to seeing the fallout at Gen Con because it was going to be ridiculous. For one hundred, what about I was going to go on. <laughs> I was steaming mad. We were going to get a hold of Gen Con uh, about it all. Like we were that. I did that talk to Gen Con. I talked to Gen Con on the phone Friday, and I called first. I had to email and then get the number for the customer support, and then I called him and I explained. I was like, "Look, we bought. You know, here's what the events were doing, and we bought generic tickets for this." Um, to play these battle royales, and they told us on their website that they would be this way, and they have always been this way for the last few years. And their members on HC Realms said repeatedly, "the re- the royals are going to be ran the same way they have been." And now, after the tickets are non-refundable, they are telling us that we can't do this. They are changing our minds. And the guy was like, "You know, maybe he's just being customer service rep." And being, you know, uh, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. But he was, like, very shocked. And he's like, well, let me look more into it. And he's like, and then he comes back five minutes later, well, three or four minutes later. And he's like, well, I talked to my supervisor, and they are very, very upset at what you're saying. And apparently we've been getting some other calls and emails in about this over the last couple of days. And he's like, there's nothing I can tell you right now other than you can exchange those but it would be at a loss of 5%, and you'd have you'd to have do to it here line, at yeah. the con. And I'm like, since I'm getting screwed so bad by this thing, you know, and they're telling me after I've already purchased and after it's too late, do I really have to pay the 5%? Like, this isn't my fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is, I was like, you guys need to reprimand whiz kids for this, for changing things on you. This, look, this reflects badly on Gen Con, and it's, Gen Con has no idea what even happened. Yeah, and that's the thing is, that's a, Gen Con makes, I think they said two dollars on every generic that's purchased. So I mean, this is a back. This is exactly a backlash on Gen Con. Yeah, they, think about they this. Lose money for this. Think about this. If we would have pulled out a hundred and forty-four dollars each yeah. for four players just on battle royals, that they would have lost. That Gen Con would have lost money on, and WizKids would have lost money on. And like that's money that they would have lost if they would have stuck with what they were doing. So I'm glad they changed it. And on the comments, they tried to say that Gen Con didn't make them change it. They can say whatever they want, but if I think that post was very passive-aggressive. Drew, you brought it up earlier. <laughs> it's so <laughs> passive-aggressive. And Ricky brought that up, too. I hope you enjoy your cons, you stupid filthy. <laughs> yeah, like, you filthy fucking plebeians enjoy your cons. It's like, hey, don't expect the shit next year. Like... Like, they were pissed they that were. they had to give in to this, but I, they can say whatever they want. I think Gen Con made them 
Okay. Be like, hey, you can't change the shit at the last second and yeah. say it's not going to be like this. Let's be honest. Like, gaming the Battle Royales it's should bad. be done in force. If you're going to do that, do it in force. Don't do it in threes and knock some poor guy who just spent 12 bucks to come... Yeah, that's play. a dick move. It's <laughs> such a dick move, and you should feel really bad for doing it. And I hope you take your dirty con, <laughs> stick yeah. it somewhere, because well, you are done. the reason this happened in the first place. Yeah. Exactly. Because WizKids thinks all of us are like that. But we just want to play with our friends... Get our three cons or whatever and go home. You know, there was a guy that kept bringing this up on the forums and nobody was really listening to him or understanding what he was saying, taking his side, but I totally took his side. He kept saying, if you think that these changes are going to stop collusion, you're wrong. In fact... There's going to be just as much, if not more. Yeah, and everybody was staggered in line. Yeah, we would have done. Everybody was like, "Well, how was that going to happen? Was that going to happen?" And I'm like, I took his back. I'm like, "Look, in our case, it's absolutely the case. Oh yeah, we were going to go all together, have a full table of four. Nobody was going to get hurt. Nobody's getting. Nobody's getting fucked. That's like a monster. <laughs> nobody gets hurt. Nobody gets caught, and nobody dies. <laughs> but so now, what you've done is you're splitting us up. We are bound to get put two of us at the same table a few times. Now we are going to compete and buttfuck two other people singular. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to screw these two guys over when that was not going to be a problem if you hadn't made these and changes. And here's the thing about collusion. It doesn't matter how good of a person you are or whatever. It's going to swing one way or the other. You're going to accidentally screw over the other person because naturally you're not going to want to try to kill your friends. It's like, here, you want me to be competitive? I'll be competitive. I'll team up. You know what I mean? But if everyone at your table is your friend, then you're going to gang up on Austin you're and take him up all of them. Yeah, <laughs> if it was all of us, we would definitely gang up on Austin first. Screw you guys. So, I'm going home. All right, so anyways, let's stop because I'm, sure, I'm sure we just <laughs> talked about that for 45 minutes. So <laughs> that's our big discussion for the day. Um I want to start. I want to have a weekly segment, and it's going to be titled "Just the Tip." And <laughs> now I can't take the creative credit for that because that's a that's a um, throwback to my favorite podcast of all time, Game Scoop on IGN. Oh, um, that I used to listen to in college every day. I've listened to so many episodes of Game Scoop, um, and they have a segment called "Just the Tip." So our "Just the Tip" segment is going to be when we give one tip that week. Of some small thing that you can do while you're playing clicks to give yourself a little advantage, and it won't be simple things like, oh, don't forget to use your perplexes. Like, it we'll try to use things that are things you don't always necessarily think about. Now, the one I want to I want to do for this week is check the opponents. First of all, if you don't already check your opponent's cards when the game starts, you're an idiot. <laughs> and, yeah. and it did take us a long time to do that. I shouldn't say you're an idiot. I shouldn't say you're an idiot. You're, an, you're mm-hmm. new to the game, and it's something you definitely need to start doing. Did Be- you change your mind because I've done it so many times? No, because I've done it. I shouldn't say you're an idiot because I've done it how many months before I finally yeah. started realizing, hey, I should start looking at the shit. Now, here, here's the just the tip. Check those cards before you even pick the goddamn map. Okay. <laughs> I regret that one so bad. The pro- here's what here's the situation of why I, how I learned this the hard way. We're doing a Fellowship of the Ring sealed, and I didn't pull very good figures. And I was like, well, I can make the best out of this, and I can play an elf theme team with Elrond and 
uh, elf archer, an elf warrior, and this little elf token, right? So I'm like, this will be fun. I'm not going to win. I know with this team I'm not going to win. But maybe I can go 2-1 and one and have some fun, you know? You're going to kill some dwarfs. So <laughs> if nobody's seen the Saruman from Fellowship of the Ring or the Ark uh, Archer, then you should know that Sauron doesn't give a shit what he's aiming at. He sees through, like, everything. I mean, he doesn't see through characters. That's one thing to know. Yeah. And I did end up using that to my advantage. But he doesn't see... He sees through basically everything else. Elevated and blocking, I think. And the orc igno- uh, archer ignores elevated... I think just elevated. So my thoughts was when I see my opponent's team, I'm like, okay, he's got Saruman, a, a couple archers, and Gimli. And I was like, and my team is all melee pretty much. So I'm going to pick this map... That it was one of the Fellowship of the Ring maps that they gave us. That is basically it's the scene from the first Lord of the Rings where they're where up it, on the like cliff top kind of like with the campfire plateau. and they get attacked for the first time by the riders uh, by the Nazgul. Spoiler alert! Gosh, I haven't seen that <laughs> yeah, movie. if you haven't seen that movie, <laughs> anyways. Uh, um, Frodo gets stabbed. <laughs> the reason I picked that map is because you both start out and basically there's nowhere to go on this map except to climb all the three levels and fight on top of the cliff the the mountaintop i'm like he can't shoot me because he won't be able to see me until he gets to level 3 also and then by that point it's going to be a melee match and i it's to my advantage of so of course i won the <laughs> map roll i won the map roll because i have an elf theme team right it gives me plus four, i think plus 4 at the time yeah so i of course i won the map roll and i was like i'm going to pick this map cuz now he can't ma- shoot me, and I can get in melee range. And then we pick the map, and we set our characters down. And I read Saruman's card. And I'm like, shit, fuck. Like, I, it- <laughs> I would like to state whenever we get around to talking about Lord of the Rings and the Gen Con stuff more, oh, that boy. Saruman and those archers are my whole team build for that. That Saruman. Here we so, go. Here we fucking. Go. It's it's good because it's about time we got a good Saruman because the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit one weren't all that great, honestly. Yeah. They they weren't bad. The Lord of the Rings was not bad, but this one is, is this one's a ball exponentially better. Just don't let him get Especially hit. Especially within the Lord of the Rings. Set. So, of course, we climb up the freaking to the level three, and the whole time I'm getting pot shotted by fucking mind. First of all, he gets to mind control you, and then the or the orc just gets to shoot you. So I took so much damage just getting to him. So that is my that's our just a tip for this week is check the cards before you choose map. Look at do they ignore certain terrain? Um, do they do they ignore blocking on movement? Let's say you were going to play a good enclosed map to try to slow them down, or like you have a melee team and you're worried about them getting to you fast, and you want to worry about you know, pay attention to what they ignore, yeah. especially terrain. Um, I would like to can I can I throw my two examples? In yeah, sure. The horrible times I've run into this. Um, the one that you guys know best, I super raged against my brother because. I derped and didn't think about Nightmare. Um, I derped and didn't think about Nightmare. Um, for those of you who are unaware, if you go first, all your characters have negative two attack um, if Nightmare is on the board. I knew what Nightmare did. I knew about the figure. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about him because I didn't check his card. And then the other example was actually against Hunter. Um, I had a zombie team, and I set up against Swamp Thing. Um, Swamp Thing's ability basically lets him do like one penetrating to someone if they're on hindering within so many squares. Um, you, you remember that game, don't you? Oh yeah. So, being the genius I am not checking Hunter's cards beforehand, I'm thinking Swamp Thing, I bet he has something to do with water. 
So I pick a map without any water. I pick a park that's covered in hindering. Actually, I picked that map. Oh, was it you? Yeah, I brought that map with me. Okay. But yeah, that's a good example of... You um, need to check cards because, like, I positioned myself not thinking about it. You moved right up the middle there and just started slamming my big support piece for my zombies. And then it, it was a mess. Like, it cost me the game. And there's been a lot of times... I've played on maps that have cost me the game um, because I didn't check cards beforehand. Um, a lot of times, especially with sharpshooter, with uh, just just little things that you can miss um, that are really important, like especially with the new energy explosion, um, like sharpshooter energy explosion, you could position yourself wrong, get completely blasted out because you did not check the card and realize they had it ahead of time. I've got one. Uh-oh. Uh, this was back when I first started. Played on the Doctor Strange Mansion map, remember? It? Mm, I yeah. like that map yeah. a lot. I was up against uh, my, my friend Aaron, who's Austin's brother, and uh, he was playing World Breaker from M10. <laughs> I remember that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I didn't know he could go through fucking walls. World Breaker doesn't give two shits about anymore. anything. And he slapped my shit. <laughs> I think that's an understatement. <laughs> He, Worldbreaker, Worldbreaker's known to slap a little shit in his day. Um, Alright, so, we we can go over some other things too, like what's going on with us right now. Um, we're, we don't have to only talk about clicks, let's talk about what else we're interested in, just for a short while. What are you guys reading right now in the way of comics? Um, I've been big into setting up for DC's Trinity War. Um, I'm a Marvel fanboy, I always have been, but uh, DC's been winning me over really hard with their books lately. Um, the Batman stories, actually, even though they're running like 14 different ones, they've all been pretty solid. Um, I'm really loving those. But Marvel-wise, I just got caught up on Thunderbolts. Um, I'm enjoying Thunderbolts so far. I'm looking forward to seeing some clicks versions of those characters later, hopefully. Um, what about you, Drew? Um, nothing. I mean, I've been reading... <laughs> nothing. Uh, Red Justice League 22. Jokes on you, I can't even read. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know how I even play Heroclix. It's a miracle. I'm like the Helen Keller of Heroclix. Do just the tip. Learn to read before you read their cards. <laughs> this is true. This just is the true. tip of the tip. <laughs> tip of the tip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um... Right now, as far uh, I read a lot of books. I read six issues a day, uh, new stuff and catching up on. Are you going to give us an Invincible fanboy round? Oh my god, you yep. guys! If you have not read Invincible, <laughs> here you go. I want to thank Phil because I Invincible is this book that I've always heard. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Of course, I like Kirkman because Walking Dead. Uh, the comics are amazing, but I've always heard such good things about Invincible. And my thought in my back of my head was always. I will eventually one day just buy all the trades because I know it's supposed to be good. So I downloaded them and I started reading them and ever since I have, I just can't stop reading them. They're just amazing. That's all you've talked about. I mean, it's so good. I'm reading Invincible. Because it's so damn good. I've been reading it for like three weeks now. Um, There's like 110 or so issues already out. And I'm, I'm up at like, yeah, it's been going on for just as long as Walking Dead has, if not longer. And um, I think I'm in the 70s or 80s right now. I just had a big event just happen, and it's gah, so epic. Thank you, Phil, for for telling me that I have to read that instead of waiting to read it. Thank you, Phil, for giving Hunter something to talk about all the time. That book is amazing. So if you guys haven't read Invincible, go get it. But um, new what new um, what new books started this week? Well, you brought up Trinity War, Pandora number one. I liked it a lot. It was really good. I thought you didn't read anything, Drew. 
I, I, I thought you I'm couldn't read through. I this guy. I don't know about you. <laughs> Shut the fuck. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it, it just the they're setting up they're setting up Trinity War really well. I think um, it officially starts this week with Justice League twenty two. For those of you who aren't up to date on it, um, not going to spoil anything, but. It, it starts out with a bang. Um, it's a really, really interesting. Oh story. my gosh! Does it start? Her backstory is really good. Yeah, the, I like. I like. God, the I love the Trinity of Sin alone. Like those three characters are really interesting. Phantom Stranger has been very good. If nobody's been reading that, Read it, it. it does have its lulls. From uh, it uh, does. some issues are well. The, here's the problem with Phantom Stranger. It's it's weird. It's very wordy. Like you have some like exactly. It's pace weird. Perfect. Yeah. Some issues are action. And like fast and not a whole lot of talking. The next one is a novel. Like yeah, it's it's so much. I would would call it like almost like Return of the King for those of you who read it, where like there's parts where like nothing happens for a bit and it's just everyone talking, and then all of a sudden action, 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 action. It's just, but it's a really good book. The story, the characters, the plot twists, it's well put together, and that's one I definitely recommend to people. Yes. there, there was something else that just started. Oh, Avengers AI. Would you have you guys read that? No, I, I, I did. What'd you think? Um, I like it. Um, I'm very like hard against like more Avengers books named Avengers something or something Avengers. There's already Absolutely. way too damn many of them. We have way too many. And I'm sure, I'm sure if these characters ever get made into clicks, they're all just gonna have Avengers, and you're gonna have your choice of any number of ATAs to throw on them and stuff. But Avengers. Uh, yeah. Young Avengers. <laughs> you want to go through the list? Um, Younger Avengers. <laughs> but the book itself, it's it's not like anything astounding, but for someone like me who isn't well-versed in Pym's history, who isn't well-versed on Pym as a character, it's interesting to see Pym take the forefront of something, to just grab something by the reins. Yep. And the characters they have chosen for it, at first glance, you're like, eh. But when you really get into it, it's actually a really entertaining team. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go with it, and I'm hoping it just picks up from here as they get into each character. I enjoyed it a lot also. I do like Pym. Uh, I, like I haven't Doom read Bob. a ton of stuff with him. I did read Mighty <laughs> Avengers back in the day that he was like the leader of. I did love him a lot in that. And he, I liked this issue also. I, I, <laughs> Doombot's hilarious. Yeah, like, Doom, there's that a was Doom probably Bot. the best character they added to it. <laughs> Doombot's awesome. The whole team's awesome, like you said. Uh, so that's a good series. It's, and it's a bunch of new characters. I think that's what I like. Um, there's like, well, Vision, of course, but for the most part, like, these are characters I haven't seen a lot, um, even if reading across the universe. So it's. it's and nice. even Vision, he hasn't been yeah. around forever. Yeah. I mean, well, not actually forever, but compared, like, 90s and early 2000s, like, Ricky, compared I'm sure to Ricky most can tell of you. the Avengers team. Vision is in, like, everything, and, like, the last year or two, he hasn't been in anything. And it explains why. So. You go check that out, Avengers um, AI. What else started? Uh, Superior Foes of Spider Man. I haven't read. Oh it yet, yes, that that's up. one. You haven't read it? No, I haven't. Okay, I won't spoil it for you, but I did like it. And the art is very good. The art feels very Spidey-ish. The whole story feels very, I've very classic, very classic, amazing old school Spider Man. I've heard a bit about it and how it's like. Uh, and the villains are ones you don't see. They're yeah, not, and I like that. It's I, not the popular ones. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then when there was one more. Um, that started this week. Deadpool kills Deadpool. Yeah, now, I saw that. Have you guys read any of the other Deadpool kills Marvel Universe and Deadpool? I, I read a few. Illustrated. I read a little bit of the kills the Marvel Universe, and I wasn't too big on it because, like, as I've said before, I like Deadpool at his best when he's sane with like spouts of randomness, like Uncanny X Force. Yeah, I don't like Deadpool when he's pure random. Yep, I agree. Well, it 
it can be good if it's, it's a good writer it's and done it's done well. right, but it's not usually but done But, like, right. him just walking along killing her and being like, oh, well, banana, it's just not, it's not funny to me. Okay, so, at, <laughs> when I first saw the book say, Deadpool kills Marvel Universe, of course, my first thought is, don't read it, it's gonna be garbage. And for some reason, I was like, eventually, I was like, I think I'm going to read it. And it was absolute garbage. Don't, <laughs> do not read Deadpool Kills Marvel Universe. Do not read Deadpool Illustrated, which is actually an interesting idea. What happens in that is he goes back in time of the, basically, the literary universe of where all comic stories really stem from, like Moby Dick and Prince of Thieves yeah. and stuff like that. And he goes through and kills all the characters and, like, tries to kill, basically, he's trying to kill himself, but he can't. So he's trying to kill. The way he was created, it's really complicated and layered. It's an interesting idea, what's, but it's horrible, really written. What's got me interested in Deadpool Kills Deadpool is it harkens back to uh, World War Hulk's where Deadpool, or Hulkpool, is going back in time to try to kill Deadpool. Yeah. Even though Bob's trying to explain to him, you can't do this. <laughs> um, but Deadpool Kills Deadpool wasn't half bad. Um, it wasn't amazing, but it was definitely better than... Deadpool kills Marvel Universe and Deadpool kills Straight, which actually I shouldn't say that because that doesn't tell you anything because they were god awful like I just said. But it's not bad. If you're a big Deadpool fan, I'd recommend at least trying the first issue and seeing what you think. Um, while we're while we're talking about comics, one thing I'd like to bring up that I think would be fun on the podcast we should take a we should take a look at a comic we're reading this week and we should bring up a character we think would be cool in clicks to keep it on. Absolutely. Um, just trying to think like through. Uh, uh, probably a good example of one. Like, I mean, with Thunderbolts, you have a lot of Thunderbolts. Is what I've been reading a lot. They've of. all been clicks. They've uh, all been clicks, but I feel like and pretty recent. Well, Flash Decently. Thompson. Flash Thompson oh, got yes, this. absolutely good point. Flash, yeah, Thompson. Flash Thompson's one of them that hasn't got a straightforward one. He got a con exclusive for like Shield government. That is okay, but not amazing. I feel like a Thunderbolts Flash would be a cool figure to do. Um, Any Flash also. A super leadership, like, intelligent Red Hulk have they done? I don't think... Like, I can't... Well, there's, like, three options of Red Hulk. Um, The Web of Spider-Man one is very good. My favorite is the Gravity Feed Hulk that has the poison, the The hotter than hot. Yeah, that one. I I like that one. And then there's one in the main set, too. But, um, yeah, that's a good point. I'll tell you one I want to bring up. I just picked up the Invincible Clicks that came out when were they we were, part of the indie set they came out when we were born like forever <laughs> ago and they're actually Omni-Man holds up that's his dad Omni-Man holds up really well and Invincible's not half bad either but most of the other ones you are very dated but they could really do with the reclicks in fact there's a guy on the realms that redid all their dials and a lot of other indie comics dials that he did a really good job with them you guys should search for that but there's a lot of indie books they should redo. Hellboy for sure. I talk about Hellboy all the time. Hellboy needs redone, please. It's the problem though that I've I've been understanding is that supposedly rumor has it any say any any CA is having trouble getting the licensing to do them for toys. Oh, I'm sure they because are. other people have picked up the licenses since WizKids. There's long tons time. of license issues when you deal with when they deal with anything that doesn't have to do with Marvel or DC. So I'm sure there's problems. What but you, Drew? if we can get the license for Hello Kitty. And fucking, what was the, the rock band? The, Iron the, Maiden! Iron Maiden. If we can get Iron Maiden and Hello Kitty clicks, then is it really that much to ask that we get Hellboy and like actual comic characters done again? I don't what about you, Drew? What do you want to see that you've been reading? Captain Cold. Oh, oh yes. So Captain. Drew has brought back something, brought up lately something that I've been t- like thinking to myself every freaking time I... Read Flash. Just, and this, kind of, this kind of segues into us talking about upcoming stuff, like what yeah. we think we they need to do. 
Rogues, Captain Cold, Flash. Well, we'll save that. That'll be our big topic for one day. But yeah, but yes, who all do you want to see? Flash Rogues. Just Captain Cold mostly. <laughs> What's the uh, uh, boomerang? There's boomerang. There's a decent boomerang from Justice League, an old set, but it it's still holds I up. I want to see a well. good new Fifty Two. Uh, what is he? Weather Wizard. Yeah. Oh think, yes, I think uh, Mirror Master. A, Mirror Master would be cool too. Um, if we can get a good calendar killer, we don't need a new Zoom because the, the Zoom is fucking awesome. But he's not modern. The Zoom that we have is really good. Reverse Flash. I don't think they've ever done Reverse Flash. Um, uh, Trickster, Pied Piper. There's a lot of Flash. They could do a whole set. So, and the thing is, Flash Rogues, although they're very like basic, ah ha ha, I'm a bad guy kind of old school Silver Age here. They have interesting villains. powers. They have interesting powers, and they translate really well into clicks. I, I feel like you could do some fun figures. I compare them to Spider-Man villains, honestly, because they're yeah, the, that's, that's what they feel like. That's that's a really good comparison because they're very they're straightforward. They surround one power, and like. Like Weather Wizard, the hell you could do fifty thousand different things with him in a Hero Clicks figure. You could make a board altering figure. You could make someone with a really cool smoke cloud. You could do lots of stuff. The problem is Spider Man villains are more well known. I mean, Jamie Foxx right. is pretty badass. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you want to fuck with Jamie Foxx? <laughs> oh goodness. Well, we'll get into superhero movies on another cast too. But he's playing Electro. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I think, I think everybody probably sees that by the time that this yeah, podcast comes up. So, and real quick, what video games are you guys playing? Have you been playing this weekend? Uh, Cube World. Cube World. Oh, that's on Steam, right? No. No? It's not. Cube World's in its alpha. You have to pay, and it's a long line. It's like, a lot been like done. Minecraft. I swear I saw something... In terms of release. There's something okay. called Cube World, or something very similar to There's Cube something World like it. On um, Steam. Cube World is an RPG that you basically have little characters made out of cubes and stuff, and you run around and you kill mobs, you level up, you gather gold. It's a straightforward RPG, and it's it's a harking back to, like, or it's, it falls back to, like, old retro RPGs, where, like, it's grindy, it's but fun. it's fun. What have you been playing, Hunter Smith? I have been playing, um, well, TF2. I got back... I got back in the mix, unfortunately. <laughs> I fucking love TF2. It's one of my top ten favorite games of all time, and it probably will always be. Um, but lately, I finally got back into it. Regrettably, I'm already like trading. And I already saw you buy opening yeah. crates the other day. I, I opened like, two oh, crates, and I never opened crates. Well, they're at least the summer ones, so they're about to expire, and not very many people have them. So I was like, I'll go ahead and open a couple crates and trade off the stuff and spend just like two fifty a week on on TF2 because I've been playing to put a lot of hours into it but I also just started playing Dead Island Riptide and it's pretty meh it's a game uh, it, it, it's it a exists game. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna finish it I'm like a quarter of the way through it right now it's pretty I didn't get past like level 500 is that bad oh I'm only on like three and a half or four you, right you go to the title screen and there's this waterfall that could have probably been made in like 2003 well Anyways, it, basically, if you played Dead Island and you enjoyed it, this is just more. Like, it's exactly the same it's game. The, with it's the game. It's the same game. <laughs> the graphics, are you playing it on PS3? No, I've been playing it on PC. What are you playing it on? What did you PC. play it on? Oh, okay. On PS3, the graphics are pretty similar, so maybe it's just a PC problem, but... Um, it, it's got some problems. On it's PC. not bad. Um, it, yeah, I think those are the only two games I've been playing here recently. Oh, and Demon Souls, I... I'm working on getting my guy to 120. I'm pretty close, 
But anyways, what have you been playing, Austin? Um, my usual run, of course, is Minecraft. I mod Minecraft and stuff. But uh, oh, shout out to Austin play, Minecraft. Playing, playing wise, uh, Civ Five got its new expansion this week, Civilization Five, and that that expansion just expanded the game massively. Because Civ Five's always had a problem with its end game, yep. where as it gets to the end, it slows down a lot. Well, what they did is they added an ideology system. So once you hit the modern age, you pick um, autocracy, order, or uh, what's the other one? Uh, whatever. Basically, it's communism, capitalism, dictatorship, or something like that. And what's cool about that is it's a talent tree kind of thing. You spend points down your culture like you did originally, but it drastically changes how your empire plays. And then, like, other players and stuff that are opposed to you will have unhappiness if your culture's dominating theirs and you have a different one. And then they upgraded a bunch of old systems. They added a Congress and all this stuff that's pretty cool. And then um, uh, Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy's other game I've been playing. I'd recommend that to anyone. Best game I've Oh, is that the... Um, the platformer. Yeah, that looks very interesting. Oh, my gosh. I wish I had time to play it. Aaron's been talking about it a lot, too. Basically, for those of you who don't know, you run through the game as a character with randomized traits. When you die... You then play as one of their children, and then their children have their own randomized traits. And so every time you go through, you're a new person. But the gold you made on each run through is spent to upgrade the castle, and whatever you don't spend to upgrade, you lose when you go back through. So it, it's really fun. And then it's a, it has a new game plus, but every time you finish the game from there, it adds another plus, and it ups the enemy level. So like, there's people who report they're on like new game plus 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 and stuff like that, and it's like it's fun. With Dark Souls, I've dumped hundreds of hours into it. Like, yeah, what did I say? It looked like a mixture of ghosts and ghouls and goblins and um, demons. Old. That's exactly like you know, a pretty. Good... Now there was some. I hit like hit it right on the nose of what it exactly is. It's like de- It's like ghouls and goblins meets. It wasn't Metroid, but kind of like uh, that. kind of like Castlevania. It actually is a lot like Castlevania. Yeah. Um, but the other thing about it is, like, it hits the Flash game addiction, where those Flash games that have upgrades that keep you playing because you buy an upgrade and right, you and you're always investing points yeah. in something. Yeah. Um, go, yeah, go check that out on Steam. Um, it was a great like. Fi- I got it for fifteen bucks. Um, it's on sale through Steam sale right now for twelve, I think, and it'll probably drop again during another sale. Was it a green light um, I game? Think, I think it I'm pretty been. sure I remember seeing it. So. Um, also, you guys, don't forget, uh, Steam <laughs> Summer Cell is on, on right now. For if you July have a 11. wallet, it's running away with these things. Yeah. Um, it'll be over July 22nd. But um, So you still got plenty of time, but go check out Steam okay. Summer Cell. And what Civ 5 I was going to say, uh, the Gold Edition was down to like 10 bucks during a flash sale earlier, and that's Civ 5, it's expansion and all DLCs. Everything, crazy. there's a lot of good stuff on sale, especially from yesterday. Bioshock Infinite was 30 bucks. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, if you haven't played Bioshock and you didn't Infinite, buy it. Oh. if you haven't played the first Bioshock and then play that and oh. then go play Bioshock Infinite, you can skip two because two it two is not bad. No, it didn't suck, it but sucked. it was it was more it was kind of boring. I haven't but played any of them. It didn't suck. <laughs> so, anyways, um, we are gonna try to record this podcast every Saturday. I'm gonna try to post it up every Sunday. Um, and as far as I know, we will be the only weekly HeroClicks podcast. Is that right, guys? I, as far as I, you I guys mean, know. I haven't seen any, but... I know um, Push to Region, I think they do three every three or four weeks. ClicksCast does every three or four weeks. I think we'll be the only weekly one. So we're going to try to get these out once a week. I'm going to try to get them up on Sundays. I'm going to get them get it this put on iTunes. And I'm also going to post the links on HC Realms and HeroClicks Reddit. And yeah. uh, if you guys have any questions... Or comments or suggestions that you want to add, um, 
Please put them discussion topics you want to hear us talk about, anything at all. Um, Feel free to comment on the thread in HC Realms and tell us what you think. Even if it's just say, hey, I like what you're doing, keep it up. Or if it's say, you really suck and that Hunter Smith guy is horrible. (laughs) So whatever, just Um, chime in. I was going to say the... uh the timing on it too, like how long you guys think the podcast should run, um, anything like that. I think we'd I think as to. long as we don't go over two hours, which yeah. is we are pushing right now. <laughs> now, granted, this was a longer one because our main topic of the Gen Con thing took a long time today. I was like five minutes, but you know, I th- I think we'll st- we'll just. It should it should flow out naturally, and as long as we're sitting here having fun and ever yeah. and, and things are flowing naturally, then we'll keep going. Which we could go forever because I'd we, like to see a hypothetical team builds. Like people give us ridiculous builds to try to build teams around of stuff like that would be fun. I sounds love good. To we'll that. make it even longer. Oh, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> All right. So thanks for listening, guys. Later. Thank you.